Lita! Ciao! This is the first time we've ever done a podcast on the highway. Pretty cool. Oh, we're dead. It's literally like on the highway. <laughs> and it doesn't, you know what? It, it, we could do this. Like, it doesn't sound bad at all. It sounds great. Oh, thank God, because I was just like, oh my God, I was so worried about that. Yeah, traffic's insane. No, it's all good. And you know what? I'm starting to realize, like I used to be, when we first started doing shows, I was so anal and and people, it doesn't matter what you do. No, people just no. People just want authentic. Like, I'm so sick and I'm, I'm done with the fucking performing arts. Yes, You know, yes, this is real yes. conscience. Sometimes yes. we're late. Sometimes we fuck up. Sometimes, sometimes things aren't perfect. But that's a podcast. That's what makes it. How much podcast. more relatable is that though than like this like yeah, perfect I think like so. pristine like thing and it's like not like that yeah. at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So So you works. sound you sound fine. Feel it, it, when me and Ignacio, I gotta get that Ignacio habit out of my system. I've been calling him by his wrong name for fucking years. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, but as soon as um as soon as we get into the conversation, you don't sound bad at all. So if you wanna hop in and say something Thanks. because okay, so Ignacio is a hip hop head, my oldest subscriber that I've known about on YouTube. We're going to talk about that. I want to talk about hip hop. I want to talk about the future of my channel and ideas that he has as one of my longest subscribers as to where we could go with it. But also, he told me, he told, okay, I have unspecified schizophrenia. Your mom has paranoid schizophrenia and someone in his family also has paranoid schizophrenia. I won't, I won't spoil the details. So, Ooh. so maybe, maybe we'll get into talking about that too. So I'm kind of looking forward yes. to it. So and because um, I'm almost home, I think it's going to be great because I would, I definitely want to talk to him about that. So yeah, at any point, you know, like I said, if I go, it goes kind of like haywire a little bit, I'll be right back in because I'm getting closer yeah. to home. So it's perfect. Yeah. If you, if you lose connection, it means that you're at home and you're going to be on your Wi-Fi momentarily. Better. Way better. Yep. Cool. I'll be All there right. in like a eight, let eight, five to eight minutes. So we're good. It's perfect. Okay, cool. Well, we'll get Ignacio on. Uh, you can mute if you want. It doesn't sound that bad. But Ignacio, give me a thumbs up if you're ready to come on the show, buddy. There he is. Ignacio Liscano. What's, What's up? up? What's up? What's yeah. up, folks? How we doing? How we doing? Finally Good, a face. Man. Yeah, finally so a face. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's crazy. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen any uh, besides Chef Brian West. Mm-hmm. He's the only one of my like subscribers slash fans or whatever you want to call it. He's the only one that I've actually seen their face. And, right. but, 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 but Ignacio, uh, uh, it's starting to flow off my tongue a little easier now, Ignacio. I'll get used to it. I'll get used to it. I'll, wor- I'll, work, on, I'll work on it over the... I was calling him Ignacio Lesano. I'm like, oh, that has a wicked ring to it. But that's maybe He's that's like, Canadian. I don't, to, I don't know how to interrupt him and say, no, it's not, but that's okay. He's gonna yeah, but he, yeah. Could, he could have phonetically spelt it out for me or something, but it, it, he let it slide. He no. let it slide. Yeah, cool, roll, man. I figured I just figured one day at some point or another we were we would have a conversation. Yeah. And at that point it it just felt more as I guess in a respectful way, it felt more to do it in person than it yeah. did just cool. to just to do it like just over the you know. Email like, no, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. That's awesome. You're uh you're a beacon of light in my community. You're always positive, uh-huh. you're super, you're super um generous. You mm-hmm. you welcome new members to the community, and we I think with your help, you know, we've really started something special regarding hip hop and hip hop enthusiasts online. And I was so curious when when you when I told when I asked you to be on and you said yes, I was like, great. I'm like, because you do you remember? Like what my subscriber count was when you first found me? Do you have any idea? Oh man, you were in the hundreds still. 
Yeah. I think, yeah. You're, in the I think you're in the well, hundreds still. Cool. I mean, I can't, I, I can't remember exactly, like pinpoint, you know, what, what level I added in the hundreds, but yeah, you're in the hundreds still. That's wow. for sure. What a journey. And now I'm like, I'm like three away from 4,000, man. So it's right. been a long journey. I know, I know. I was checking that out too the other day on the last uh, on the last uh, show. I was looking at the subscriber count, and I was like, "Oh man, he's right there." Yeah, I think it's three thousand nine hundred and ninety-seven. Three thousand nine ninety-seven. Wow. Right. Wow. Oh uh, yeah. Hopefully, some and folks dude, are watching fucking, and hop in. Thank you so much for uh, for helping me, man. Because you keep me focused. You, you're you're one of the guys that first showed up. It was you and Jesse Sabella. Mm -hmm. um jesse sabella didn't appreciate some of my political views so he kind of bailed out which is totally fine you don't need to love everybody i'm not mm -hmm. i'm not here to to please everybody and i respect right. to him but it was you two and and fucking in your local narrator how about that kid yeah. hey dude narrators comes with some fire though man he brings some i know fire he's, he four, he's like 14 he's 14 years old what? i know man that's just crazy yeah yeah, yeah. yeah he's 14 and uh, Paulina, he's been commenting on my videos since this kid was 12 years old. He's been he's been teaching me about that's hip hop. <laughs> that's that's the, those are the people that you want in your life, anyways. Like, like he showed know. me the basement. He showed me the basement. He he. I always knew who Mo's Def was, but that was more from like movies and shit. Def, he, yeah. he he introduced me to Mo's Def hip hop, and I fucking love Mo's Def. Oh, like Mo's yeah. Def yeah. is is one of my is one of my favorites for sure. He's like Blackstar, him and yeah. Talib Kweli and Blackstar. Like that is a fucking fire. Is it, that's who it is, right? Talib Kweli and, and yep, absolutely. Like that that is a fire duo. Are, are they still making records, Ignacio? Um, you know, I mean, from my understanding, Talib Kweli still makes records, but um, if he has a podcast too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I know he has some stuff that he, I think he did something with. Did he do something with Token? I believe Token. Oh yeah, Token, right on Token. Yeah, so I mean, you're, I you're the one. Still... You got me into Token, and uh, you and Toxic have been have been on me about Token. Token's great. Yeah, Token's got a Token's got a mouthpiece too. I think he's yeah, underrated he's as far as he's got bars. Oh, he's got most, bars. Yeah. Most death mm -hmm. I haven't heard in a while, actually, now that you bring it up. Uh, yeah. Well, this yeah. this narrator kid, this narrator kid is fucking all about the sick hip hop, man. The, the mm -hmm. kid's a little fucking genius. And I'm oh, sure he's gonna cool. watch this because he he whenever so. I mention mm -hmm. him, like I'm pretty sure he watches every one of my videos because I, I, he won't say anything on most of my videos, but then as soon as I mention him, he says something. He's like, you know, hey. like his, yeah, yeah, he's cool. He's yeah. cool, good. I think he was in the chat for like a couple of shows ago too. Yeah, that's going well, Abe. Eh? Uh, how do you like the new the new system, Ignacio? It's good to have a you know a, a long term dedicated subscriber here because we can kind of nitpick and, yeah, and figure yeah. out some shit for the future. So what what do you think about what I'm doing now with the live stream? I reactions? definitely see. I can definitely see your um like enthusiasm for more for the yeah. tracks now like right. i can see definitely see that nor and like your reactions are like like more real you know absolutely real time and just like right you know you're actually we i can you can definitely tell like yeah he's really into this or no he's really that's not good. into this you know that, I mean? that's good that's good and in and i i've always been under the impression that i don't want to spread bad vibes but but I, now that i'm live like you never know like for example um uh what's his name what's his name he, he's always requesting old school gangster rap he's kind of i've kind of changed the way he does it now he, he's kind of adapted to my likes but anyway one of my mm. subscribers that is always in the chat is always and i don't like gangster rap like i never have it's never been my thing i to be honest west coast rap is kind of new to me you know like i'm, I'm kind of new with the whole scene especially because ignacio teaching me about this shit 
But um, what was I saying? Where was I going with that? I fucking lost my train of thought. Think. Oh yeah, this guy. He. So, so once in a while on these live shows, I'm going to run into a situation where there is a track that I don't like, and because I'm live and because someone's paying me to do it, I still got to upload it. But I, I, I think I'm just going to be politely. I'll just be polite and and I'll and I'll and I'll maybe give some critique, but not try and be a big dick about it. Right. But it is there is going to be a situation where now that I'm doing these things live, where I'm going to run into music that I don't like. Like I was fucking. Mm-hmm. Did you see the show last a couple nights ago? We were listening to like Japanese pop metal. Did you? Yeah. Hear that? What yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah. was that? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, yeah, no, I, I was tripping. I was kind of tripping on that, but like not in a bad way. I was just like, "Oh, this is interesting." Yeah, so, you know, obviously, it changes it up. It changes it up. Oh, absolutely, and it's good to hear something different. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah, for sure. Different stuff, and, and, and I'm kind expand. of open to whatever. Yeah, and like you, right. you, and uh, remember, um, fucking Kaiser Alexander. He hasn't been around yeah. a while. He's he's from Mexico. He, okay. him, and you have been sending me funk too. Yeah. So yeah. I think we should actually start considering if Kaiser, if you're watching this, I miss you, buddy. It's been a couple months. He kind of he drifts in and out, like he'll disappear for a couple months and then just, and then yeah. come back for a couple months. He's all over the place. But I'd like to have a funk night. That'd be cool. That'd be dope. Like a, That'd be dope or man. even just even just some funk requests. Right, John. Yeah. I don't know. If, okay. So one of the guys that that you had reacted to, you had reacted to a group named Tuxedo. Yep. And um, one of the guys who's in there, uh, Mayor Hawthorne who is there's mayor hawthorne and jake one and you know together they make up tuxedo well mayor hawthorne has his own kind of like uh podcast i think it's on thursdays where he does um uh, he plays uh like old school like disco tracks rare tracks and a bunch of yeah yeah, a bunch of cool vinyl and 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 it's a podcast so he has rights to play this shit yeah so he's doing it live and it's got it's wine it's the wine and i think wine and disco hour if i'm so this is a very six because the thing is I would love to play music on my podcast, but the problem is, is that to have it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google Podcasts, it's all copyrighted music. Like right. YouTube lets me get away with doing this copyrighted shit. You know, they, they mm-hmm. let me get away with it because I'm not making any money. But as far as a podcast goes, they're looking at it as then this podcast may eventually, like like if you look at the top right corner on, on our screen, we got my sponsors, right? Like mm-hmm. once, once you're live mm-hmm. and you're doing things, there's potential to make money. We're not making money on the podcast at all, right. but right. but there is the potential to make money. So they don't allow copyrighted content because it'd just be a mess of royalties yeah. that you'd have to pay, right? Right. right. So, so you know, and I was I was just talking to Paulina. A similar situation just happened to me with music, where an old producer that I collaborated with like 10, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. just got his distribution company to send me an email. Mm-hmm. because he's releasing a track that I was on 10 or 15 years ago and he wants to sell it. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to be getting a cut of his sales and he's a big producer existence beats. And uh, so that's pretty fucking sick. And yeah. so music has to do this too. Like eventually the podcast world is going to catch up with the copyright shit, but right now it's a, it's a bit of a shit show. So, okay. so this, so this podcast that you're talking about is like very popular. Like how many, how many like subscribers do you think they have in the podcast? Uh, or how many listeners? I mean, there's, it's, he's on YouTube, and he's probably, I mean, he's probably has upwards of five, six, seven hundred people at a time, maybe. Oh, really? Eh? Jesus yeah. Christ. So yeah, it's his... more So it's more of a YouTube thing. So he's not putting mm-hmm. it on podcast app. It's just a live show on YouTube kind of thing? If he is, if he's putting it anywhere else, I have not seen it anywhere else. The only time okay, I've cool. ever seen him is, because I, I am subscribed to his page <laughs> as well. But, you know, so when I whenever he goes, he goes live, I'll get the notification. But. Right. Um, I catch him when I can, but it's it's some good right. stuff. You know what we could do, Ignacio? 
is we could do me and you could start our own YouTube podcast where I don't put it on podcast apps. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we could do a thing where we just have a conversation and listen to hip hop while we have a conversation. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, we could do something like that. Like that that's yeah. something that we should look into. You know, cause we're, we're going to do this every Thursday, but once in a while, like once every couple months, we should have you on and do a hip hop night because every, everyone, everyone who watches my videos knows who you are. Because right. you're 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 all over it, right? So so do you do you recall what track or what reaction video it was of mine that that you first found, and how did you find you know, it? You know, to be completely honest with you, I was thinking about this. I because I I had a feeling the question was going to come up, right? So I I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, so when when what was the track or what was the vid that I saw that that you know made me want you know jump on board, right? Right. And for the life for the life of me, I can't remember the track, but I what I remember that made me want to jump in and jump on like to what you were doing. What I, what I really dug was the poetry. That's right. what really you know it right. really wasn't the reaction to the song that really made me like jump in and be like, hey, this guy's you know I like what he's doing. It was more the poetry, and like right, right. after that, probably a, I think it was like a week later, I had. The book of a thousand poems sitting in my oh you got you know, it eh? yeah 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 so I, you know I, I had that sitting on my desk and it came in from amazon you know what i mean so oh right like on man that, yeah th- that that's really what made me more get into what what you had going on and and you know the movement and all that good stuff was more of the poetry and that's sick of it. it's it, that's so sick because <clears throat> like i've always been a poet i've always wrote poetry i've always <clears throat> been a singer in a band so i was writing always writing lyrics for punk rock songs or metal mm-hmm. songs or whatever I was always a bit of a lyricist, mm-hmm. a lyricist long before I was a hip hop artist, like long before years mm-hmm. and years and years, decades before I because I didn't really even start rapping until I was like probably 25, 26. Okay. Like I used to just kind of freestyle at parties and have fun, right. but it was never something that I took seriously. And it was fucking reptilian who got me into it. So I'm, I wanted to ask you what the first track you, you heard was because we, we, me and Reptilian are always crafting ideas to promote my music, to promote my art. He's kind of like my, my A&R guy. Right. You know, he's, he's like, he's like what M80 is to cannabis Reptilian right. is to me. Right. You know, so, so he's, he's always like pushing me to do things. And he's like, Hey man, you got to You got to get into reaction videos. And I'm like, yeah, I've been trying to do these poetry readings and no one's fucking watching the poetry. So I don't know what to do. It's almost mm-hmm. like I want to, tr- you know, po- poetry, <laughs> poetry's not cool. So it's like, I almost like I got to trick them into hearing it. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. yeah. So, so I'm like, what do I do? How can I read poetry? And and then I, then I, then I started listening to tons of hip hop yeah. because can- I, like reptilian always got me into cannabis. And back when, like when I was, when I did tracks with cannabis, dude, I didn't know anything about hip hop. Like I didn't even listen to hip hop. Wow. And here I, and here I am on a track with cannabis. Right. Right? On a track right. on a track with cannabis M80 Mark D's from Grindhouse Gang in Atlanta and uh and uh K Reno from Texas and M80 world record freestyle. And here I am, this little punk rock kid, uh fucking 25 years old making tracks with these fucking legends. I'm just like how is this fucking happening? And 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 I didn't really understand it. So years go by and and you know youtube becomes really popular i'm like i gotta get on this shit to promote myself and i start making these fucking reaction videos and i and i found like poetry what i've been doing for way longer than i've been being a hip-hop musician they're the exact same fucking thing Mm 
Mm-hmm. You know, they mm-hmm. they blend together perfectly. So I'm like, I'm like, I guarantee you. Here's what I'm thinking is like, I guarantee you, if I present this poetry to hip hop heads mm-hmm. and hip hop enthusiasts, they're going to enjoy it because it's something they haven't been exposed to, but directly to rate relates to what they're doing and what they right. love. Right. You know, so it was kind of it was kind of like a bit of a bit of social manipulation, I guess, a little bit. Get my point, <laughs> but it also also separated me from the crew. And, th- and yes. this is another thing. Another thing about my channel, like I don't watch other reactors on on purpose, right? Right. I I I, I do not want like um that guy who was on uh, Harry Mack with me. He was right after me on Harry Mack or right before me on Harry Mack. Uh, I forget what his name is. I didn't see that second segment. I just watched your segment. And I didn't. <laughs> right. Really he was. He's, he's a black dude. He's hilarious. He's fucking really loud and funny. He's always punching a pillow <laughs> and shit. Like when he when he likes something, he punches a pillow. I forget what his name. I forget what his name is. But he's like a big reactor, and I was on the same show as him, and I could have easily watched a bunch of his videos and, and learned mm-hmm. something about how he does it. But I didn't want to do that because I thought it might fucking just make me a little bit more manufactured, which I really didn't want. Yeah. No. I think. I think that's what kind of like the beauty of what you have going on is is it's just like it's raw uncut it's just you it's like like you said like if, if we get on a little late we get on a little late if you're if something yeah. you know what i mean if you got to restart something okay well we might restart something you know what i mean let's let's not yeah like there's been times where i fuck up my mic i fuck up my mic or there's no audio or whatever that yeah. happens i get i get drunk and stoned the entire <laughs> like i did i used to i used to be like I used to go to the bar two or three nights a week and have six or seven beers. That was my regular thing. I'm a heavy drinker. I'm not an alcoholic. I don't drink when I go to work. Like I work three days a week and I have no, like not a touch of liquor when I'm working because mm-hmm. I work in a detox facility where there is right. alcoholics. So I enjoy, I enjoy drinking heavily and safe and safely. And, and I've always done that. And my, my, since I, since I was fucking 15 or 16 years old, I've done that. And I went to the pub like all the time. Right. And, uh, and then of course COVID happens Right. And COVID, I started my, I, I started this posting videos to this channel like October 2019. So as soon as I started this channel, COVID happened. Right. And I'm like, well, now, now I can't go to the bar. You know, now, now, I, so I, where, where am I going to drink? You know, where right. am I going to drink? So, so, so I'm like, okay, let's, let's do some live shows. So let's do some Might live well, shows. Man. And that's Hell where me yeah. and Paulina, me and Paulina met up on Instagram. We've been doing live shit together forever and uh she's a big hip-hop head which leads me down i want to i want to have a conversation mm-hmm. like about because you're i consider you like a teacher right, to me right. like I, I depend on you to like show me new shit like you're one of my you're one of the you're some of the grease <laughs> the grease in the engine of my of my right. channel right like you you request a lot you keep me going you keep me keep me working on it so i wanted to talk about like I, how old are you by the way i'm 40. Okay, so I'm 39. So we grew up in the exact same era of hip hop. Mm-hmm. When I when I was growing up in like small town Ontario, Canada, like just west of Toronto, it was like Wu Tang, Tupac, Biggie, right? Uh, Matt Master P was huge. Right. My buddy, I'm just thinking about I have this buddy named Jeff Kappas, and he's the only. We used to skateboard together. I listened to okay. exclusively punk rock, but he listened to exclusively hip hop. So when he was at my house, we listened to punk rock, and we were at his place, we listened to hip hop. So he, he's he's kind of responsible for me getting into it too. And uh, and and I wanted to ask you, like, what are some of the first, being the West Coast? You're California, right? Right, right. Central so California. so be, so being West Coast, I'm East Coast, totally enthralled in East Coast hip hop. You're West Coast. We're the same age. Let's say 1993 mm-hmm. when we were when we were 12, 13 years old. Mm-hmm. What what were who were you listening to? Okay, well, 
first off, thank you. And I want to say that I'm still learning because I still learn from the other guys. And know, that's the all, best part the about time. it, man. You that's the best I mean? part about this channel. Yeah, because absolutely. Yeah, I, I've, I've developed a way to attract hip hop heads to talk about hip hop. It's great. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so yeah, in in the ninety early nineties, um, okay, I, I was a little different when it came to music, especially where where I grew up. Um, yes, I listened to the Tupacs. I listened to um, E Forty. I listened to um, you know the, the the bigger MCs, some Snoop, and you know things like that, right? Okay, but. I gravitated more towards conscious hip hop, even over here, out here on, on the West Coast. And, so you and were into of, East Coast, you were into East Coast hip hop. So you were like a Nas yeah. guy. You were like a Nas. Yeah. Oh guy. yeah. So Nas, um, um, Wu Tang was, you know, yeah. like my my favorite MC is Redman. Nice man. Redman. I fucking like, love Redman. He's my favorite, and like, and and a lot of people are like, oh, Redman. It's like, it, it, it's yes, Redman. Like for me, it's Redman. You know, I can listen to a Redman track. Over and over again, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your you know? your red man is my cannabis. Right, right. And see, and right. to be honest with you, I I knew of cannabis and I had listened to some cannabis, but I didn't really get really into cannabis until you. So right. like you, you know, definitely put me down that cannabis. And then K Reno, oh my god, man, yes. he's a monster, he's dude. A fu- and he has like forty solo albums, 40, 18 track albums. Oh he my has so gosh, much, dude. Like he has so much music. He just is a fucking maniac. And have you seen his? Um, I gotta try and get in touch with him. I, I, I his, his. I know. I, okay, his name's Eric. I won't say his full name, but it used to be Eric. His last name at gmail.com. and that's mm-hmm. how we used to communicate. So I emailed him that, and no response. But since I've worked with him. Mm-hmm. He's blown up. Like I was in one of his uh, one of his live shows here on YouTube, like where he just does like big Big Brother K Reno talks, and I, and I comments and say, "Hey K Reno, I super chatted him five bucks." And I was like, "I was like, hey, it's it's Conscience, aka Wilkshake." And immediately, as soon as he saw it, he fucking totally remembered who I was. So because because Ignacio, I'll let you in on something. Did you did you hear that new beat that I posted today? Yes. So I'm so I'm doing. I'm gonna make about twenty of these beats with guitar, my guitar, my bass, and I'm going to do drums on a piano, nice. uh, like a piano drums, synth drums. So I'm going to, I'm going to make these, I'm going to make about 20 of these beats and then cut it down to like the best 13 to 15. And then I've already got, I've already got Joe, the butcher on board. I've already wow. got, I've already got M80 on board. Wow. I, I'm, I could easily get cannabis on board. We okay. talk. Like we exchange messages on, on Instagram. He follows me on Instagram now. And and um Mark D's. You know him? I well, because of you. Oh yeah, because Grindhouse Gang, dude. Mm-hmm. Sick Atlanta mm-hmm. hip hop. Fucking mm-hmm. they they've done stuff with snow goons and shit too. Like they were they were always yeah, snow, snow back when I was right. working with them, when I knew nothing about hip hop and working with these guys, they were always like snow goons this and featured us this and and I, I was just like, I was an outsider, but you know, I think people kind of liked that. I, I don't right. know what it was, but, uh, but they appreciate So anyway, I got, I got that on the go. So back on track, I digress. Uh, let's get back <laughs> into we we're, were talking about cannabis and red man's your favorite. And you were listening right. to Wu-Tang and, Con- Wu-Tang, and East Coast consciousness. Right. Rap. Lots, lots of consciousness rap. Um, and then out here, of course, on, on the West, um, I was into Raskas. Um, nice. Definitely. Um, Charlie Tuna from J Five was—he's one of my favorites too. Yeah, I love one of the first one of the first MCs I ever heard was J- Jurassic Five. J- well, J Five in general, definitely one of my favorite. You know, and, and yeah, first got, song you know, I heard was Concrete Schoolyards. Remember that one? 
Take yes, it back absolutely. to the concrete streets, original yeah, beats, real live MCs, playground tactics, no rabbit in the hat the tricks, just back yeah. rap shit, rapture yeah. from Jurassic. Yeah, dude, dude, I love that track. I love that track. Dude, so because good. it was playful. It was a playful track, but it's it was fun. but it was it was fun. It was playful, but it was like if you're ahead, you get it. You know what I mean? If you're yeah, a hip hop, yeah. you get it. You get what they're doing. Yeah, you get it. But you know, like so again, so like exhibit, like early exhibit back nice. then, you know, but, but then again, the alcoholics out into King T and the alcoholics. Okay. So okay. that transition into exhibit was kind of, kind of natural, you know, listening. I to got him. a guy coming up on the podcast that introduced me to the alcoholics. Who's like a fourth Dan, fourth degree black belt. Oh, we're nice. Work, we're gonna talk. He's going to come on the show, but anyway, continue, continue. So, so, yeah. so what was your, what, tell me your progression. <clears throat> so, okay. So, uh, you know, listening to listening to those guys and uh, like some of the South, like I said, the Southern California rap definitely was Snoop. Um, and I did get into listening to, did get into the, you know gangster shit like all that stuff because of the neighborhood I grew up in. Just yeah, well, okay, all yeah. That. Let, let's talk about that. So, what 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 kind of neighborhood did you grow up in? Are you uh, are you Latino? Yes. Yep. Full Mexican. Okay. Um, full Mexican. Did you ever live in Mexico? Never lived in Mexico. Well, I guess Mexican American. Should I say Mexican American? So yeah, you're so you're Amer- <laughs> you're American, but. <laughs> <clears throat> do you have citizenship in mexico no 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 my family um my families are from mexico um and i guess you could say i'm actually probably like well actually i would be first generation in my family right my on, dad, that's cool. my dad is from um he's from matamoros mexico and right. that's you know, near the texas kind of area and then um my mom so you're like 100 percent bilingual like 100 percent not a no. I wish I was much better than I than I. I can get. I so can you, converse. You, you grew I, I can up. Converse. You, okay. 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 So you yeah. grew up speaking English. Uh, my yes, definitely because um, my parents had the had the um, like the thoughts of like you know you need to know English well. You, you know right. you, you for know, school for school right, for, for school just for education mm-hmm. just to keep going and you know things like that. And they would speak to us in Spanish. I mean, I have a younger brother, and they, they would speak to us in Spanish. But um, I kind of wish I stuck more into the language than I yeah. than I did. I definitely, like I said, I can carry a conversation, and I can get by with few right. people and stuff. But um, I definitely have more of the, like the slang California style right. Spanish under my belt than I do. Do you really think you could like? Uh, you, let's say, let's say you're uh, abandoned in Mexico. You're just dropped off. You got nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, could you start a life in a, in not knowing anybody, not one person speaking English? Could you start a life and get a job and, and gradually increase your fluency as you went? Do you think? I feel confident that I could at least, that yeah. I could at least get my foundation. Survive. I could get my yeah. foundation under me at least and, and, and get going. Yeah. Right on. That's fucking sick. Yeah. Okay. So tell me a little bit about what part of LA are you in LA? No, no, I'm in central California. Actually, I'm in Fresno. <laughs> okay. I don't know anything about the geography of, uh, no worries. Uh, so you you're, you're actually so I could probably get to north like the the California Oregon border. I could probably get there in about like 12 13 hours I'd say. Okay. And I'm probably about probably a maybe 10 yeah probably 10 to the border maybe 12 something like Holy that if it was a straight shot. Like so if you're probably. driving if you're driving from northern border of California to Mexico like how many hours is that? Is that like fucking twenty four hours or what? Mm, oh, I, I was, man, that's a great question because I know, I mean, from where I'm at, just to get to San Diego, it takes like six to seven hours. 
and that's traffic too, right? And like, that's yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, not, I'm not used to your kind of that. traffic. Like, like right, I right, wouldn't right. hit I wouldn't hit traffic until I hit Seattle. Well, Vancouver would have some have some traffic, but where I where I live, I live fucking way escaped from that world, man. Like yeah. I, I'm looking at the ocean right now. Like I just nice. turned my head, and there's there's the fucking ocean. Beautiful, you know. And Beautiful. yeah, are you are you close to the coast? I am not actually. I live in the middle of uh, uh, farmland. I'm in the middle of like heart, like heart of of California, and it's nothing but farmland. And there's like you know dairy farms and things like stuff out in oh, really, certain eh? areas. So, yeah. So where I'm at though, I'm surrounded by almonds and grapes. The almonds and grapes. So almonds Fresno, grapes. Fresno is known for its almonds and its grapes. Well, Fresno is, is known in general just for being an agricultural area. Okay. Um, okay. So how how many uh, people in Fresno? Oh gosh! Sorry for interrupting. I'm just no, no. You're curious. fine. You're fine. Uh, probably close to a million, maybe maybe nine hundred thousand, okay, okay, somewhere okay. around there. It's it's a, okay. I think it's the fifth largest city in California. Okay, but then so you ended up there. So so where? Take a couple of minutes and and, and and let me ask you like where'd you start and how'd you end up? Like you've been in California your whole life then. Been I actually been in Fresno my whole life. You've been in Fresno I, I, your whole life. Yeah, I was born and raised here in Fresno. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So, so what's mm-hmm. your story in Fresno? How'd that go? Like from childhood to adulthood? Well, um, I was I was born in a little in a little like just town right off to the outskirts of Fresno called Sanger, um, and it was a little tiny like I think it was like a three room hospital. That's how small it was. Okay. Um, and then, but I was born there, and then we lived in in Fresno County pretty much just growing up lower socioeconomic you know just struggling to get by welfare and you your know, parents were immigrants at that point right like well my fresh. my well my mom my mom was my mom was born in arizona okay so, you know, okay actually let me let me uh, so that's where, so that's where the english that's where the english comes from correct yeah so let me kind of wrap that up too actually um my dad so when my dad was born he was born on in, in a ranch in in mexico but the ranch owner was a doctor and my grandfather was the foreman of the ranch okay so he got he got a hold of the doctor and said hey you know my son was just born um you know i'd like for i'd like for him to be stated that he was born in brownsville texas where the doctor had his office right okay so because my grandpa worked the farm and because you know he was they were close you know um the, the basically the doctor signed off that and my dad was, you know, born there in Brownsville, Texas. So. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so how, how how old? So, so he grew up in Texas too. He did. Yeah. They, they eventually they eventually actually moved to Brownsville, like right not not too long after that. So they actually. So did how'd your how'd your mom and dad meet? If she, is Arizona is Arizona pretty close to Texas? I don't know the geography down there. Uh, yeah, it's like, actually not, not too far. Not too na- far from neighboring state like, neighboring states or something. Um, I think there's New Mexico in between them, if I remember correctly. Okay, but, and you yeah. you border you border New Mexico, right? You uh, border Arizona. a bunch of states because you're long as hell. You border long, a bunch of but states. I think Arizona is the closest one before New Mexico. It's okay, Arizona, and New Mexico, the northern border, the northern the northern border is Oregon and then Washington, right? There's not Correct. another state. Okay, there's Correct. no state squished in between there. Correct. I can't. You know what? I'm so East Coast man. It's so like I've been on the West Coast now for no like. Worries. For like four out of the five out of the last five years, but like born in Nova Scotia, you know, grew up close to Toronto, lived in Montreal. 
I was all over the East Coast. So everything I know is East Coast. Like I, the mountains are foreign to me. The nature is foreign to me. It's like I mean, it's like a brand new fucking world out here. Because we, we're, I'm in the fucking rainforest up here, right? So we get wow. here and we're seeing maple leaves like the size of three of my fucking heads. Fucking grasshopper, <laughs> grasshoppers are the size of my fucking fist. You know, like fucking, I'm seeing fuck like raccoons the size of fucking grizzly bears for Christ's sakes, like chopping through everything. They're, they're, uh, yeah, it's fucked out here, man. Everything's so fucking big. Like the, the, even, even like the bears, like the bears in Ontario, like, oh, get this, man. Listen to this. Fucking, there's so many fucking bears. This, this, this could be like an act in, in some kind of, if you made a punchline, it could be an act. So, okay, here's Paulina. Paulina's here. So, so my wife, my wife is taking garbage out to the dumpster and there's this, there's been this mom and two cubs all over our one dumpster and they're, they're dumping it and they're trying to bend it and they're fucking it up and they're, and they're, and they're getting garbage and whatever. And we, we throw dog shit in there like every fucking day. So there's dog shit and it's, it's always, it's always a big fucking cleanup whenever this happens. And my wife is going out to put some garbage in. She opens up the fucking lid and there's a baby bear in the fucking oh, garbage bin. Like, <laughs> ju- like jumps at her, stands up at her. They're like, ah, oh, what the fuck? This is hurt my son. Mom's this, is how, this is how cl- exactly. Right. So yeah. mama bear was just fucking watching somewhere and allowing like, who knows how close they were to getting eaten by a bear. There's this one dude in town his name is dave and he always has a patch over his eye and he has big fucking he he has he has big fucking big fucking (laughs) scars no it wasn't a bear he has big scars all over his head and one time he was walking out by june landing and uh and fucking a cougar jumped on him and broke his skull in a whole bunch of spaces and ripped his fucking eye out and he killed it with a pocket knife so i got so he got he killed with a pocket knife I, he he killed him with stories. a pocket knife. So I went out that after he told me his story. Is actually his his wife. He's like he's like eighty five years old. His his wife tells me the story. They drink like fish too. It's fucking awesome. But uh, <laughs> just just killing it, just killing it. His wife told me the story, and I go out I go out and buy a fucking knife that's like eight inches long. It's for like skinning bear hides. I'm like no one's fucking with me. That cougar, that cougar is not fucking with me. Whoa. <laughs> See that's that shit you just hear about and you're like oh did ya? But they yeah. like they really did. Like you can't. Fuck yeah. That's like that's like you know Uncle Dave. That's that's an Uncle Dave story. You know, yeah, I mean? yeah. <laughs> We're in, I'm in California. Just like things are kind of simple. You know, like he is, he is too. So nice. so where so where? Oh, by the way, there 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 is a super chat from Toxic that addressing to Ignacio. Oh, I'm not sure that. if you can see the chat, Ignacio. Oh, Toxic can't. is here, and he says, "How many Raider games have you been to?" He wants to know. Oh, the Raiders okay, games are right now. Have... Yeah, I know. I've been. Oh, no worries. Yeah, <laughs> um, I have been to three games. None in the new stadium yet. They're in Vegas oh, now. Vegas I haven't is nice. Been, I haven't been to any of the. Oh, any they're in Vegas now. Uh-huh. Yeah, they. Yeah, they, they it was, was weird. It was. They were. Yeah, they were. They have like. Is what, Oakland what are, pretty rough? Like, is Oakland like a rough place? Eh, there's a rough areas, Parts but no, it. not like Parts like of, of course. And just like anywhere, you know, there's always like the, the tougher areas. But like, I think Vegas is like, what a good sales like deal is that? Like, they're going to make some fucking bank. I'm like, yeah, they must have strip be, clubs. They're going to do fine. You know, slots, like um, the tables, like how smart is that? Like, they're going to go there, stay there, you know, Vegas. But it's probably it was such a weird thing for all the Oakland Raiders that were like solid yeah, that was, a, that was like a, those were like, like a style icons, the Raiders. Like I had Raider shit when I was like five or six years old, right? Like Raiders jogging pants. Raiders were fucking an emblem of, yeah, of yeah. football and hip hop. Like uh, honestly, cube. they still ice are. Cube, 
Ice Cube is probably the first time I knew about the Raiders is watching okay. Ice Cube with his big fucking Raiders hat and EZ right. with his Raiders hat. Because mm-hmm. those guys, when I was like 10 years old, those guys were all over the fucking news, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the, you know my, and my older brother would tell me about him and people would tell me about him. I, I, mean, I wish I would have listened to hip hop because the love that I have for hip hop is so immense. I feel like I'm making up for lost time, you know, like, okay. it's kind of cool, like I, I know, I know so much about punk rock, like, like anything you, you want to know it. about punk rock. You respect yeah, I do. when you get older in a way you That's relate a, to things yeah. more. And I agree. So, I agree. Yeah. So younger, you're kind of like, cool, you know, but, but to really uh, feel like and understand and have respect for all that they went through. And I'm white as hell, obviously. I was born pretty decently rich, like, but I still, in a lot of ways can relate and understand a lot of the feelings and emotions behind like, um, you know, yep. fi- being, wanting just to be your own person and fighting for like the right of like just being human and, and on earth. Like um, they have this well, way- Paulina, of- you are still a real badass bitch. Like you've, <laughs> yeah. you've, you've done some you've done, done some serious shit. Time, time, yeah. yeah you've done some time <laughs> i've never done time i got thrown in the drunk tank when i was 19 that's the closest oh, i've been to doing time i fucking yeah. went in there just like a dumbass like the first thing i said was they tra- tried to like punk me when i first walked into prison they're like where are you from and i was like oh my god in my head i'm like, this is crazy. And I'm like I, my dumbass this is what i said the first thing i have no idea why i said it but i was like i'm from rcc they're like where's that i was like redlands country club and they're like oh my god <laughs> Thank God that like it got me all friends because they were like, you're a crazy bitch. Like we just told it, it's either really scary or like you're just funny as fuck. And I was like, right. oh, to figure out which one. It's all good. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. you know, like, but um, <laughs> I don't even know why the fuck I said that. I was like, who even thought of the, the initial like RCC? Like, Jesus. Yeah. But, it, but it but it helped. Or they called me AK, which is so stupid. I've never shot a gun and I have all gun gun charges. Who the fuck does that? Man. Okay. I don't want to like, talk. Yeah. I don't want to talk about politics, but you're. But we're not going to talk about it. But mm-hmm. I just want to say what you guys got going on right now is pretty insane. <laughs> lots of lots of lots of insane stuff going on you down in America. Oh, you know, it's so nuts. I was just talking to somebody about that, like how how um and it's like people get annoyed if they're not from america and they're like how could you say that as america but like we're just like shit we're just shit right now like i want to know you're not your 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 leaders are shit that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying politicians are shit you know the people politicians come together uh a little more right but you know what paulina if we if we if canada had as many people as you guys did like our country is twice as big and you guys got 10 times the people Think about that. In LA, right where the like we we have so much space. (laughs) There's something. I honestly think like okay. For example, let's let's dip in. This is the perfect segue. I'm gonna clip this right here. Clip. This is. We are now talking about schizophrenia. Now, now, when I lived in the city, I lived in Toronto. I lived in Montreal. Those are cities of millions of people. I know where you guys live. I get it. Right. I understand it. It's not quite as big as LA, obviously, but I've been to New York. I, I know what they look like. I'm not that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Right. And, and I lived in Montreal and that when I lived in Montreal, my, my mental illness, my schizophrenia, and I feel bad for your dad, Ignacio and your mom, because I don't have paranoid schizophrenia. I, I have unspecified schizophrenia. So I don't have visual hallucinations. I don't have, vo- I don't have voice hallucinations. Oh, yeah. All I have is, is ambient ambience like weird noises like they, they're not they're not scary because they're, they're not real like they don't sound of earth they oh, sound yeah, like they're okay. manufactured they're not they're not which could be not quite annoying they're they're totally not bewildering they're annoying mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. than anything and it makes me surly and pissed off all the time yeah, yeah. That, that's how it made me in the city i experienced that wholeheartedly and then as soon as i moved to the country and got my right my right medication Better. it's like now i'm in this world where it's like I am so free. Like there is so much space 
in 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 United States too, there is so much open space. We need to fucking spread out. You put yeah. too many humans together, they start fucking fighting. You, you you put too many humans together, they form sides, they form biases, they 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 spill propaganda, they try to manipulate and alienate one another. It's just human nature. So spread the fuck out. I think we should yeah. end to. all cities. We yeah, we should, and I can see where paranoid schizophrenia would actually be a lot worse for people in the city. Um, there's an energy to a city as well, like you said, right? Uh, you so like out here, I lived in Beverly Hills. For a while beverly hills they have huge fucking mansions obviously right but then they have a lot smaller houses just like right next door and so they do this thing where it's just like you're constantly looking at what you don't have but you kind of made it but you still don't feel like you made it because the next door neighbor's got 10 times bigger house it's a constant um reach for something and we can all pretend that we're like oh yeah no i'm satisfied but no there's a weird um innate craving for something more something better and you you know and you could pretend that's not how you are but you eventually adapt to your surrounding right i mean it's mm-hmm. it's only inevitable to to feel like you're on this constant rat race you really are in a race what are we in a hurry for and mm-hmm. i'm like sometimes i'm stressing about i don't even know what the fuck i have no clue so yeah. i can only imagine with paranoid schizophrenia too if you get if your ass is like broke out here guess what you're going on the streets and guess nobody's gonna fucking look at you it's exactly. so desensitizing mm-hmm. yeah well, so a- the homeless problem is a mental health problem oh yeah for sure, for sure. there's 100%. a there's there's a big correlation too with overstimulation Especially with being, yeah, being thank you for saying in, that. You know, yes, in the city, yes. you know, there's so much going on all yes. the time. If you live in the city, you know, especially if you live in a, a high-rise apartment building, oh, you know, you, 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 you look out your window and you see city. You don't have that calming feature. Yeah. Yes, of, like you said, Constance, you can look out the window and right you see, you know, you see the ocean. You know what I mean? Like I could walk outside and look down, look down the road, and I look at almonds and. I can walk into the almond orchard if I want to, if I'm happy, you know See, what I mean? That's like, incredible. You know, that's you know, incredible. Stuff, stuff like that, you know that what I mean? That sounds so, so nice. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Like, oh, yeah, you know, and you know. I'll give you just another example. I, I was a case manager for um, for an older adult team here, here in yes, town. Yes, Ignacio is a social worker, everybody. Oh, so, God, tough. Oof, it was, tough it was, it was, a, it, was a, it was a tough job, but very rewarding. Very, very rewarding. Oh, I can only imagine, you know? yeah. So I had this, I, this, this gentleman who... Um, he was having a, he was, he was schizophrenic and I had folks on my caseload who were a little bit more on the severe side for a, a different, different things that were going on. Right. But, uh, this, gen- this, this certain gentleman, he, we ha- he was living in a, uh, an independent living home in the, in the city and he kept having, kept having issues and kept forgetting what buses he was supposed to get on. And, you know, just was having, he was always symptomatic and, you know, I would pick him up and I would take him on a drive and we would just, mm. once I was, once we got out of the city, he, and we were kind of more in the countryside, he was able to start opening up and talking to me. And that's incredible. It was the, you know, taking him away from all that stimulation in, mm. in the city. It's so true. It's, yeah, absolutely. So what we ended up doing was, is we ended up moving his, his, his residence from an independent living. He was living in, in town we found one that was on the outskirts of town where he still was close enough to services. He can ride the bus, you know, do this and that, but he was far enough out where he was away from the day to day, you know, hustle. bustle. That's amazing. That's amazing. Ignacio, because I did, I did, I studied and I'm a developmental service worker and I'm sure you come across DSWs all the time. So I was involved in person centered planning for basically a 15 year career. Okay. In, in social services. I still work in social services, but now I'm a, I'm a relief counselor 
at a uh, detox facility. Okay. So I, I've been I've been around mental illness, nice. including with myself and through people that I've that I've supported through the years, and I think that's why me and you connected because I think me and you are very similar. Like hearing you talk, I like I think we think the same. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Does that, I agree. Does that I, make yeah, sense? Does that make sense? I, I think we're on the same wavelength for sure. Yes, and I think that's and I honestly think that is just a result of doing social work. In, yeah. in support work, I think I think something happens to you. You become more human somehow. Yeah, you know. You know and, I and agree. I agree. It's, it's grounding. It's it's, it's grounding. You have to. You have to because you're dealing with like real life shit intensely yeah. all the time. There's no fairy tales in social work. No, absolutely. You know, it not. is it no. is real. It is fucking real. There could be some great success that. stories though. There could be some really good. Oh, success oh stories. for sure there is, man. Oh god, dude, I have so many. Mine's been I, an odd I, experience. I, 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 oh, sorry, Paulina, go ahead. <laughs> no, mine's been a very odd experience because I went on more of the private detox field, and it's yeah. just like a whole different monster that is sickening. Um, I think. Well, remember that last, you know, this recent job I was going to get with the detox and everything, and it ended up getting screwed up because my my background didn't let me go through with the only <laughs> fucking field you can get a job in with a bad background. But nevertheless, um, you know, and I think what happened is I told them straight up and they were like, oh, so why do you want to work in this field and all this stuff? And I'm like, well, here's the thing. I'm like, if I were to put one of my family members, for instance, my sister in, in one of these facilities, I wouldn't trust 99% of them. I'm hoping that this facility is as good as I've heard. Is it because here's the thing, like now we're taking all these things and you're trying to deal with the like, let's just say young adult, which I did the detox, the but like the private ones, right? Where they pop up house, mansion, shove six kids in there, you know, um, and there's a whole they call it human trafficking now, but it but it's all insurance fraud stuff. And and it's it is what it is. You know, people are making a lot of money off these people, off these kids um, using. So they'll pay you to use. They'll you know, they'll do everything you can think of. So right. now it's like. All these mental health uh, kids that are just dealing with a lot. Yeah, they come from uh, family members that are like great families, whatever the case. Mm -hmm. We don't know. But we're ignoring every single part of like a human being. Um, so I couldn't even focus on like really these clients because these client, these kids, you know, they're getting paid to be there. Most of them they're getting they're going to they're only thinking about money. They no longer care mm -hmm. about getting clean, about looking at mental health. You know, they don't care. So it was a weird place. So they'll to keep on in. paying. They'll keep on paying. Yes. Well, see, now this, but this is so much different up here because we have socialized healthcare. So this mm -hmm. is all covered by the government, right? Like every, yeah. per, like their food, their board, their bills, their the people who want transportation. It can't get into these places. The people who yeah. want it, like the people who really are like, yo, you know, we maybe weren't born into a family like that. They don't mm -hmm. have insurance. They have Medi-Cal. They have, you know, and they can't mm -hmm. get into. I still think the state ones are better than these private ones. However, it's sad because um, it's really difficult as a uh, the turnover rate here for detoxes and medical is very high. Yeah. Like it's so disgustingly high that it's like people are just burnt out in a few months because it's like, well, where do I pinpoint an issue? Are mm -hmm. they, is the kid going to be receptive? Are they mm -hmm. just not say fuck you and do what they have to do for the show and then leave? And it's like, it's weird. It's, um, right. it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's confusing. But, um, but with your guys' work, like, it, you guys was more, you guys had to have, I'm sure more licenses than just, I'm usually, just regular. well, usually, usually there's funding involved. Mm -hmm. Public okay. funding, like, right, usually, like, yeah. like usually there's public funding involved, so there is money to acquire assets and mm -hmm. necessities. Okay. Usually, and then usually, what I was doing was sitting down with doctors and social workers and therapists and nurses, and and I'd usually host meetings with all of the professionals for a specific person, See. and we together I, I'd have a big billboard, and together we would actually draw. 
Because you care. Life plan. Like, what you do you want? <laughs> How are we going to do it? How can we make this happen? Doctor, what does he need to do to make this happen? Social worker, what does he need to do to make this happen? Uh, nurse, what does he need to take do to take care of himself during the situation? And we we get a, a full encompass life consultation. plan. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, so, we, we, and up here, we call them person, person-centered planning. So you guys right. connect. Mm-hmm. See, this is my thing. You guys connect with music, obviously. And like you both said, like when you get older, you appreciate it more, right? My only thing that I think really is going to work and I'm going to push for this um, no matter how I jump into this, that field or realm of helping people, you have to find what your passion is. You think about that. Like if you really find music, writing, like there was a girl I just posted on Instagram. She's 14 years old. Okay. If you saw her writing... Um, and you realize like how much a child sees and is receptive to when a parents that are screwed up and how beautifully she written, but it was so fucking heartbreaking for a 14 year old to be able to write like mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. that was her outlet. Right. Um, and it was like, do you know how many kids just need an outlet? They need something where they're passionate about. And if we were to take yeah. all these people, mm-hmm. put all this stupid fucking money that we're spending for God knows what out here and put it into like, um, somebody having the full necessities or full uh, resources to find their passion, hip hop mm-hmm. music. Yeah. Um, yeah. and allowing them to experience a life that they could always dream of but never really had hope for, yes. I think we'd see a lot fucking difference in helping you know, people. You just like, need, some people just need ideas. You know, like some yeah. people just aren't that great at creating really original ideas and thinking, <laughs> thinking like constructively. A lot of people uh, don't have that ability. So you know, you gotta you gotta have a creative. Mind. Everyone needs a creative mind once in a while. I think oh, we all have sometimes, it. sometimes we're annoying as fuck, but other times we're like, oh fuck, that's exactly what I need to hear. You know, like nine times out of ten, it's like, shut the fuck up, you hippie. But then, but then there's, <laughs> but then there's that one out of ten chance where it's like, oh, you just struck gold on these. Thoughts. You know why, right. Because because the schools think about like, well, the school system out here, they don't allow you to have that creative outlet or that creative mind. It's very structured, just one way, point A to point B. This is how you have to do it follow these rules and tests and it's just very one way um mm-hmm. now if we're creative and we've somehow branched out it's because we're that obnoxiously creative i think and i'm just obnoxiously yeah. annoyed <laughs> but if i think yeah. all kids have that in, but that becomes a hobby to to people well, who see, don't have a lot of money or you I, know. I agree with you i agree with you see this is why though my I, I pushed for my kids to do more than just school so they're they both play soccer Right. And they both play competitive soccer. So, you know, they are, they're getting there isn't very much of that social aspect in school anymore. Although yeah. like, they, you could mm-hmm. people like to argue, yeah, they get plenty of socialization. Not really. Not not the same as the way we had when we went to teams. Depending on other people, you know, it's so we rolled around in the dirt. Right. You guys exactly. remember doing that tree forts, right. and cops and robbers and shit. Like, oh, yeah, no it's no just shit. like, no yeah, shit. you know, exactly. You know, yeah, we so got my, uh, make, we got my I son in sure. Raiders games or mm-hmm. in, uh, I just read the screen and said Raiders. Games. <laughs> we got my, we got my, we got my son in uh skating. Nice. Skating, he's, he, and he's, he's fucking learning. He knows how to skate now. You're right. You're right. They need that. Like you were saying, they need that. Um, and to, to get away from us for a little bit, like go ha- go depend on other adults. You're gonna have to in school pretty soon. So go well, I, mean, I mean, look at look at as adults. What do, what do we learn as adults? Like for for mental health, you need the balance of of your physical health and just you know your your emotional and your mental health. It can't just yep. be only working on your emotional and your mental health only. You have yeah. to have that physical health aspect. Yeah, yeah, you need it. Intact. You need it. I'm not going, I'm not going out trying to be the fucking best at exercising or anything, but, uh, I don't like exercising. You know, I, right. I don't like lifting weights. I don't Beat like saber, Oculus. I, I'm naturally, I'm naturally a pretty muscular guy. So I'm blessed that way, mm-hmm. but I just like fucking going for a game of golf. 
That's okay. exercise. Well, I don't care what and, anybody and, and says. I, I, oh, it is. Well, I live in the mountains. You know, I, the, the course, you got you got to be fucking half Billy Goat to walk this coast there. <laughs> well, yes. see, and I play, I play disc golf. Oh, disc golf. Yeah, I've seen that's that. Oh, I've, I've seen people fun, doing that. I've yes. seen some, you know what? Dude, some, a, a thing to binge, a thing to binge on YouTube, fucking uh, Frisbee golf fucking trick shots. Oh, yeah. oh, oh my God! There's some God. good shit on there. Like these yeah. guys are throwing a frisbee 200 yards around a bush, and it's yeah. going in this little fucking basket this big. It's like, what the fuck is yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. We have a bunch I've of those tried, now. Like, like golf, especially. I've 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 been playing golf. Like I'm 39. I've been playing golf for 35 years, avidly, oh, wow. the That's entire really, time. And I'm pretty good. good. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pretty good golfer. I'm not me. But I, I but I've yeah. never I've never got a hole in one. And I see no? these disc golf. So I'm like, maybe I should take up disc golf. Maybe I'd actually. Really They're actually pretty heavy. They're pretty fucking heavy. Yeah, Those I things. Throw, are I can't throw. Hard. I can't throw a frisbee. I, it oh. just goes sideways and falls into the ground. Really my my four year old son can do it better than me already. Oh. He can already. He, honestly, he can. He can throw it better than me already. Well, what do you guys think about this? What do you guys think about this? So this is what I'm curious in. Obviously, our world is. Uh, we can all admit it, or we can hate it, but but it's turning into a very uh, virtual kind of like computerized world, right? Yep. And and I, it's like um, I was talking to this gentleman who was um, we had spoke about him uh, before conscious, but he's the superintendent for like security of all the schools in San Bernardino yeah. County out here. And, you know, he said he said, if your son, because my son's 11, he's into like he's very good at computers and coding and all that shit. And he told me like and I think it was kind of like low key, like, hey, hint, hint, because he's like, you know, chief of the police is, works with all these people. He's like, if your kid is good at that, I'm telling you right now, get him into cyber security. There is a very small school for kids that is in like San Bernardino or something and he goes and that teaches them cyber security and I was he was saying it in a way this like get him in that shit now because I feel like that's going to be like a job for the future oh yeah right. but I'm sure like does. it's hard because um because I'm so used to being like is it the right thing for your kid to just be like do 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 but he's good at it and or not should he get dirty mm. does it even matter anymore you know it's a really weird transition and it's almost like I think there's gonna be a lot of mental health issues that that nobody's gonna be talking about, like a very isolation. Um, like yeah. there's gonna be some. I think like we're gonna like put mental health issues on on our kids that may not have had any uh, in a weird way. Yeah, you know the I mean? fucking metaverse. Oh, yeah. What what's the point of going outside and having fun with this new Facebook meta stuff? Yeah. This metaverse stuff. Anti-social. Um, like the, it's 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 like a full blown artificial life simulation. It's a and it's, it's not an even artificial their fault. reality I mean, for everything. Just... You can go to school. You can play games. You can talk to your friends. You can read. You can go yeah. to the mall. You can travel to different places. You can, what you know? Th these poor kids are going to want to stay inside more than be outside you know, because right. there, there is this fear yeah. that, oh, yeah. the, that the world is going to end and climate change is going to destroy the world. And I, yes. I think, I, I think I just wish that the focus was on the positive more than the consequence. Yeah. Like, this is happening. This is what we got to do. Not this is mm -hmm. happening. Oh my God, we're fucked. That's how I like, feel. Yeah. It's yeah. like, there, there, there's this new, yes, yes. There, the alarmism. Yes. There, there's this new alarmism is cool now. No, you know, and, and, and alarmism is the worst thing for me as a schizophrenic. Oh, like one hundred percent. Like it's like stress yeah. and propaganda yeah. and and conspiracies when you're when you battle with paranoid ideations. Like that is well, fucking that well, is spice you're, you're for the mix. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But think about this too. Like, like especially in the city, like we don't know our neighbors anymore mm -hmm. the way we the Thank way we you. used to know our neighbors, and like we yeah. don't talk to our neighbors and hang out with our neighbors and do no. that stuff anymore like now like the whole thing has changed is where like 
you don't know if your neighbor is doing this behind closed doors. And yes. you know, like, I, I get it. I get that. You know what I mean? I get that. There's there's some there's some messed up people out there not mm. saying that. Yeah. But we can't be afraid of everyone. No, no exactly. Like we no. can't walk around being afraid of everyone. We can't no. like and this idea we can't teach that our we kids can't... that we have to no. be scared of everyone. No, you know? and it's like, okay yes. to oppose somebody. It's okay to not agree with somebody. Like that's no. part of that's Guys. how you. It was it was letters who told us last week <laughs> that when you when you when you have two different points of view, that's how you get solutions to problems. It was yes. letters, right. letters yes. who said that who said that last week, and that really stuck with me. I think our, our generation. I think we all have a do. Obviously, I'm just a, I'm a few years younger, but like our generation where we kind of had a foot in the old generation, foot in the new one now kind of, mm -hmm. I think it's our responsibility to keep it is somewhere like of a balance rather than like you said, the catastrophizing, like my grandma, we can't go anywhere. Okay. There's like people, we have a huge dirt hill where people come and take their, their bikes and do all this crazy shit, right? It covers our house with, with dirt, right? With their off-roading. My, we'll go out there and be like, yo, chill the fuck out, slow down. My grandma's like, yeah. they're gonna shoot us. No, they're gonna shoot us. Mm. Like every per person that we even go to stop to say something like, hey, that was rude, excuse me. She's convinced they're gonna shoot us. So she's like, don't do it. And I'm like, okay, that's unhealthy, first of all. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know what I mean? And it's like, um, but our world wow. has has turned into that. Watch the news. She hates me because I don't watch the news. She's like, what? there's so much going on. You don't watch the news. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't fucking, the one story they say that's good, it's like little Larry went and sold seven, I don't know, Applebee tickets. Good for him. That's a good story. A bullshit story. Everything <laughs> Paulina, else is fucking get, insane. Me and, your, me and your grandma have been talking about meeting for a while now. And I think we should have your grandma on the podcast because I want, I want to introduce her to some middle of the road center podcasts that are non-biased news. You gotta find your own news these days. You can't you, you can't watch the news. It, it, it is it is it is the devil. It's, it's the devil just, wears Prada, you know? There's yes. bells and whistles and all these popular <laughs> symbols. You but the uh, it's the devil. Yeah. yeah. Have you had somebody in your life who was like, hey, I had this one friend who was just like, every time I'd stress out, I'm talking about like maybe reasonable stress, right? He everything's gonna be okay, Paulina. Chill out. And then it was like Okay, you're right. Everything fucking always turned out okay. Yeah, Everything turned out does. okay. Um, we went through this craziness of like, you know, it's almost really difficult to tell somebody that. Even myself sometimes like, hey, it's going to be okay. And it's like, you just realize when you're there, you're just like, oh yeah, I guess it did turn out okay. <laughs> you know, and it's like, God, how can yeah. we get past, how can we get past all this like, when is it done? You know, um, I, you know, like I, I kind of, I kind of have my, it's so simple. My, my like daily day mantra is pretty much it is what it is. Because, I feel like you would be like that person that we need. So we're just going to have you on all the time and he's going to make it's going to be Yeah, okay, Ignacio, you should be <laughs> Ignacio's uh, for sure. He could just tell. You should be a, a special guest sometimes when you're free. I'm down, I'm down for yeah, sure. You're, it's he's great. stressed. He pops in. He's like, everything's going to be okay. We're like, he said no, it's yeah. all good. I'm like, Ignacio, Ignacio, I need some therapy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what, man? You know what? It's funny you say that. I've always, I've been, I've always been that friend. I've always right been on, yeah, that. me I've too, man. Me too. Friend. I've always been the guy that people, you know what? I don't know what it is. Even random strangers that I, I'll meet, they'll strike up a conversation and they'll tell me all their darkest secrets. It's crazy. <laughs> it happens to me all the time. I, I, I do. Sometimes, huh? Yeah, oh it is awkward. God. I'm just kind of like, oh, that's weird. You know, like, like, or, or that, or that's nice, or oh, is that, yeah, is I don't that, know. Is that animal still buried right now in the backyard? Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you tell me that? I need, I didn't need to know. Not me. Right. Nobody approaches me for shit, and I'm actually the nicest person ever. I want to talk about yeah. your life. 
but everybody's just like as soon as i'm a bitch or something i don't know what it is <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm honestly like some people <laughs> some people ask about tattoos like some people come up yeah. to you and ask about your tattoos you know who it is 95 percent of the time oh old white ladies oh yeah that, that's just... that that's who asks me about my tattoos like my mom's age Right. It's like oh my, my, my mom thinks they're really cool, you know, yes. it's, it's weird. So, so I think there's this now that everyone's so heavily tattooed in the world, like the baby boomers all have have kids that are fully tattooed. So they're all used to it now. You know what it's I mean? Gotten yeah. very, uh, like it's gotten very accepted. Like pretty soon throat yeah. tattoos are going to be mainstream. And it's just like, ah. But this is evolution. This is what we're doing here, right? Hi, mom. I'm going for my nubs, kid. Yeah, right. My God. Okay, yeah. I've did it enough with mine. Do you guys know I have my neck all tattooed? You, you can never see it on the podcast. You have a fucking huge ass beard, dude. I just wanted. Okay, okay. What about go. here, though? What about this sucker? Ooh, that would hurt. What about? Nice. Okay. There we go. Turn to the angle. Okay. Look angry. Look angry. No, I'm just kidding. Pose. <laughs> yes. <angry. laughs> He's like, hey. no. But here's like, oh, yeah. It's a thing now. Um, we're at that point where you can dress, especially out here. Imagine Hollywood. You can look. You can walk down the street in a fucking a dress with maybe like, like I don't know, some like hippo ear, like headband. I don't. Some crazy. I'm not. Some robot boots and some fucking neon lights around your. I don't know. And around it's cool. your side. And no one's gonna oh, question you. No. Yeah. Who's gonna fucking say a thing? They're gonna be like, "What's good for you?" They might ask you. They might ask you where the where the party's at. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right." They're that's like, right. Hey, "Where'd you get those hippo heads?" Oh, you're like, "Oh." Right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's a it, people are getting uh, more. It's a custom now. You can do it now. You know. Um, sure. I, I think as long as it's not vulgar or like anything like that, you know. I saw a girl that just said, "Fuck the police." I get it. I don't like the police either. But I mean, tattooed like, on her face. Oh, and she was gorgeous. It was so that's dedication. Sad. That's, that's it, dedication. Right? Dedication. Either that or heroin, you know? Like, you know, uh, wake up like, yeah. wow, is that yeah. a dick on my pet? Yeah. Yes, bitch. Yes, yeah, yes it, it is. is. Like, no. It is. <laughs> yeah. She was gorgeous. No, but she kind of had that attitude a little bit. But I was just like, oh, God, that's just awful. I don't think any older person you, would be what like. Is, what is that show? I, I recently saw a YouTube clip. I don't know what it was. It was like, I, I'm, I'm addicted to the YouTube shorts. You can just scroll it like, like TikTok. Oh, God. But it's don't get used stuff. to those. Your brain's going to only be able to handle that but, uh, no no it, it's i know but it's great and i saw this one where there's this show there's this tv show and uh and they get the the, the person yeah. it's like a game show and the person know. gets to say what gets tattooed on someone yes. without them knowing and, and I saw like this one where it, it was like, a chick shitting on a guy's face. That's that's what yes. she got tattooed on her back. Yes. These motherfuckers. <laughs> it says we're you know best friends. This is fucked up, okay? This is what's so funny. Uh, there are two catty bitches usually fighting, right? Oh, like, oh wow. my God, Becky, like you did not. And then she's like, I'm going to tell your deepest, darkest <laughs> secrets. And then they're getting these tattoos for free, probably from decently good artists, right? So they're agreeing to this shit and they're fucking going. I'm talking about some, I don't know. I think I would do it. I would do it for the fucking story, I think. Somewhere maybe on the thigh. Well, we already kind of did, me and you, Paulina. We, we did. did Ours was kind of like once it, Once though. this podcast gets going and we get, like I said, we need 100 hours of content. That's that's 50 episodes. We're only at six. Like you need, you need a couple hundred hours or yeah. like 100 hours of content to even be relevant. Because oh, with yeah. podcasts, people like to fucking put it on in the background all yeah. day and, right. and listen to like 10 of them in the background not like right? six and like what uh, yeah, yeah yeah no yeah, so totally. so we're getting there we, we just gotta we just gotta stay with it we got some big guests coming up we got uh, a plastic surgeon a general nice. surgeon coming on Mom, in january on just... uh, next next week we got a <laughs> uh, one of my buddies he's a metalhead from back home that i grew up with yes. and he's like a big kingpin in the metal scene in the nice. tri-cities 
area in Ontario, and oh, he also fun. just lost his his life partner, oh. and I, I'm not sure how. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna see if he wants to talk about it before, because if he doesn't want to talk about it, obviously I don't want to talk about it. Right. This podcast is not about putting people on the spot. It's about having no. good conversations. So I don't want to yeah. have a bad conversation. I don't have a good conversation. Yeah. So it depends on him. We might talk about that. And then and then you and then you have someone else for next yes. week. Yes, 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 yes. I met a gentleman um on that on Jay's show, that gentleman that the, the guy we were gonna get on, but we need to have a late night show for him. Um and um he was just on there, but um I was just like, Oh, this guy very cool, calm demeanor. Um, seems very into his job. Um he's a but what did I say? He was a analysis for strategists slash something else like very <laughs> very intellectually like okay oh, okay good for you remember when i said Tactical it was like something shit. yes but he's uh, it's, it has to do with songwriting so i think he's like a analysis like some kind of strategist well, you're kind of freezing for... a little bit lana uh Paul, am Paulina, i you're you're That was smooth. Am I still- oh, I was like, am I still <laughs> yeah, I'm going to remove you and put you back in. I think it's just the stream. How's that? I was like, no. am I? I thought it was smooth. Yeah, that was smooth. That was smooth. Okay. I'm okay. going to give you that one. That was good. Thank you. Yeah, that's better. That's better. That's better. That's smooth. Uh, yeah, no, it was, I forget his title. It's I couldn't hear you. Uh, maybe it was just me. Was it Was it just me? or Was I it just me that heard really, you freezing yeah. or no? He said I, I was know. smooth. So I'm going to Oh, it was just freezing for me. So I didn't catch, I didn't, I didn't catch. I didn't catch your last uh, your last sentence. What'd you say? It, he, uh, it was some. I told you what he was. It was some kind of like a, he's very analytical with. I'm assuming that has to do with songwriting oh, right, and right, music. Right, right, right. It's interesting yeah, job title. Super, so, so, so he needs. But he. So I thought he was coming on next week, and he was already he booked is. for four thirty. The gentleman. I was on a show. I was on Jay's show. Jay's the oh. the the producer, songwriter, singer, all that. It was on his show. And he was on there with me in the four screens, you know. I was just like, "Who's this guy? He seems interesting." Right, right. So I hit right, him up, and right. very cool dude. Uh, very into his work, you know, entrepreneur type mentality. It's just nice. very like, hmm, very. So I think yeah. he'll be interesting because I like to see people's minds that are oh. like that. Well, yeah, we got like the next like six weeks organized. We just That's need a, a person here and there. So, so we're we're totally fucking set. Um, Ignacio. Sorry, I was saying your name publicly wrong for You're so good, long. Man. You're good. Ignacio Lascano, one of my one of my best friends on the internet. Yeah, so, it was uh, wonderful. Th- got to see your face finally because I'm like, yeah, yeah thank you, uh, so thank much. you for being here. And uh, absolutely, I'm going to be live on Friday for some. We're going to be listening to some hip hop on Friday night. I'm there. Yeah. All right, buddy. So, take care, buddy. I'll see amazing. you soon. We'll have you, well. we'll have you on again soon. Like uh, in the new year, we'll get you on again, 100. percent Sounds like a plan. Let's do Please, it. yes. Okay, buddy. Yep. See you later. Bye. He's just okay. so fucking cool. What a cool dude. Yeah, no doubt. It's my first time meeting him too. His his energy is very like um you can breathe around him. Like where you and I are very yes. like, blah 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 blah. And you're yeah, just we're like, a little we're a little edgy. Yeah. He talks Yeah, we're like, a little like, hey, listen <laughs> to me. Yeah. But he he's chill. He he's good. You he's calm a good down listener. When he talks. You're just like, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's no, it's great. It was great. It was great. Uh that was awesome. So we're all set for next week. We're set for weeks to come. We got we got a wicked schedule lined up. So make sure to subscribe to my channel. Hit that notification bell so you know when we're going live. We go live every Thursday at 3.30. We got Kendra coming on. You ready for Kendra? Kendra, give me a thumbs up in the camera if you are. There she is. What Yay. is up, Kendra? Kendra. Hi. And I noticed the delay is totally gone. Mm. Well, you don't want to know something? What? I have OCD, so <laughs> I'm a fixer of shit. I saw you left the broadcast for a little while. You were up to something. Yes, I figured out what the fuck was going on, and (laughs) I fixed it. Camera's so clear. (laughs) 
Yes, you can tell yeah. her camera's like HD fucking just. Oh, like, it's legit. Zoom. Totally yes. legit. Wow. How, how the hell are you? I am balancing between fucking terrible. Oh, no. And wonderful. Amazing. So come see, come That makes yeah. sense. Like, that makes sense to me. Totally. I do. So what's, yeah. so ter- what's so terrible? Let's fix that. Let's talk about that. It's it's some family issues. Okay, and we don't have to talk about it. It's some family issues. But if you want, if you want to, I'm totally open ears, or we can just do something else. Well, see, I have a superiority complex okay. when it comes to my sister, and okay. when she doesn't do things the way I would do them, I get all bent out of shape. Okay. Interesting. That's very transparent of you. I mean, like that is real of you. You know that about yourself. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, I love that. I've, I had, I've that. had similar, I've had similar thoughts in my day about improving relationships and what, and how you have to take a relationship into your own control yeah, and do yeah. and, and change yourself to make it work because I respect that, though, a lot because... of times it's not someone else's fault. A lot of the times it's your fault and mm-hmm. people are just different. Right. And I, yeah. I'm learning that a lot. I'm learning that a lot these days. And my, my brothers, I, I don't want to talk about them too often because I don't think they'd like me to talk about them too often, but, um, our relationship is strained and it's, it's a pain mm-hmm. in the ass. It's a pain in the ass, not having relationships with my brothers. It really is. For sure. it's, a, it's, it's an emotional burden, yeah. which I wish wasn't cast upon me, but it has been. So mm-hmm. if I could say anything, I'd say cherish that you're still even in communication because I'm pretty sure my brothers have me blocked on social media. Well, that's a shame. And I can feel, I feel for you in that regard, because at this point, my sister's not speaking to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. So you can feel that. Yeah. Big time. You should, you should write or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you were like, mm, no, I, that's good. That, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, uh, it's interesting. Because I can see where I have, there's, you know, I, my mom, I just, I cut her off, right? And she's tried to reach out a few times, but I just, I don't, I refuse. Um, because I know that we all go through our issues, but when, when you do start, start to take responsibility for maybe your part of it, right? It gets difficult because maybe they're not ready for theirs. And so it's, mm-hmm. it gets confusing. You know, like we're conscious, you're like, there's only so much I can do. I can try and reach out. You too can try. But at some point, you also have to realize that you've done everything you possibly can. And maybe when they're ready, yeah. they're 100% will. And That's where I am. That's where I'm you know, at. It's, it's like it's I've made every I've made every apology for every single thing that I have trouble understanding that I've done. Because yeah. a lot of the things I just don't really get. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Like a lot of things aren't my fault either. Like, yeah. To, to, but- to make a long story short, I'm the youngest of three boys, and both my brothers are adopted, and I'm not. Well, then okay. that's a little bit. There's a lot of stuff that right? absolutely nothing to do with you. A lot of you. stuff that I can't control, but is understandable at the same time. Yes. You yeah. Know, so yeah. I accept it. Yeah. I, I accept my fate as a as a miracle. You know, and uh, not to mention I've survived a crazy car accident. Mm-hmm. You know, and like crazy is as bad as it gets. With and look at me now. I mean, obviously I'm fine, but did did not come without baggage, and that that I think affects their ability to feel comfortable talking with me because I don't think they can get over that. Which is that's that's odd to me because it's like uh, we all we're so you start living life you get older you realize we all got our shit I mean there's not you know um, but Kendra have you have you uh, it seems like you're very well aware of like maybe you're part of it and you're I don't know is there is there any part that maybe uh, that you've tried to reach out and she's just kind of like "Mm, not right now um (laughs) 
It's funny because this is going to sound very arrogant, but it's the truth. And that is, I know what I'm talking about. And she keeps making terrible decisions. And my niece is involved. My four-year-old niece. Oh, yeah. Then that's difficult. And um, a situation occurred where my niece was not in a safe place. Oh, well, I'd be pissed too. (laughs) And um, I live for this little girl. Have you ever heard about mm. the idea of negative reinforcement? Yeah. Um, it, it's the absence of a social reinforcer. So you're you're reinforcing your sister's behavior by getting angry with her. Mm-hmm. And if, if you can find a way to remove the anger from the equation, she will adapt to the newfound relationship accordingly. And that's that's coined by Wolf Wolfensberger, who was a brilliant social worker of the 60s and 70s. I should have talked to Ignacio about that. But sometimes we need to remove something that even if we find it deeply necessary, like important, even if it's important and necessary, it's not worth sacrificing the relationship over. And I learned that the hard way. Right. Like I told my brother off to his face and I regret it. And he and I tore him to shreds. And it's terrible that I did that. But I did it. And now I got to fucking live with it. So I, just I think because there's you. a third person involved with the niece, you know, I, I could see where the emotions would be very much differently flared up in a, in a way where it's kind of maybe a little bit harder, I'm sure. to mm-hmm. Right. And, and yeah. I have never chewed my sister's ass. I've never, I've never been aggressive with her. I've always come to her from a place of love and wanting to understand her thoughts and her process and her behavior. And it's difficult because my sister's bipolar. She has bipolar one. That's hard. And I am just about the most patient person in the world Mm. when it comes to dealing with, um, especially family members who are mentally ill. I'm mentally ill. If I can't be patient with my sister who's mentally ill, you know, it's, yeah. It's you know, if that was the case, if that was the case, you're obviously not taking care of yourself. Exactly. And it sounds like, and it sounds like you are taking care of yourself. Exactly. Is that hindered Thanksgiving at all for you or your, the family or anything? Yeah, we didn't see each other today. Okay. Um, my that was the plan, been- though, wasn't it? Didn't you tell me that you were going over to her house for dinner, like an, a late well, lunch? Well, we went to my husband's sister's house. Oh, I see. My niece is with her dad for Thanksgiving. Okay. And um, I'm terribly worried because I don't like feeling that it's an end I never see an end to anything. That's not how I work. Yeah. You know, I never conceive of, well, this is an inevitability. Like it doesn't occur to me ever that I might not speak to my sister anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like surreal in a weird way. It's just kind of like, oh, it's come to this. And it's just kind of, it can, it can I feel happen. like you're powerless. I feel like you're I haven't spoken to my right brother. Now. I haven't spoken to my brother in over, over five years. Over four years. 
I yeah, but I feel like because she had noticed, she said she was OCD, and you were like you're very in control of every, like most of the things. I could assume um, this is a very just, powerless. Just, I guess thing for you, I'm and just it's coming more from a standpoint. I'm just from coming from a standpoint who has lost relationships with siblings, so it, I, I'm concerned that uh, I don't want it to be the end either because that that happened to me and it sucks. Yeah, and I don't yeah. I don't know if you're quite there yet, right? Do you think you're there yet at the end of it? No. You guys are alive. You're not dead. Can I just point that out really quick? <laughs> we don't right. know what the end is. I think um I think just in the short term future may it might seem, but but that's a you both are very dominant personalities. Can I just say that from a very submissive one? And so uh, when things are in control, they're in control and when they're not, it's like it's kind of feels like an end. But I feel like um mental health, there's a niece involved. Um there's all the your brothers, um family, it's all very intertangled yeah. and like those can be the most emotionally um uh, explosive. The worst. Because we understand absolutely. But for people who are dominant, very dominant personalities, if it's a very out of control feeling and that's probably a lot worse. And so it seems a lot worse than I think it is. It's just you guys aren't dead. There's time still so I, I, yeah, it's hard not to think like that though. Yeah, but, I you mean know, it's, th th that's a good point, Paulina. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes we need to focus on the positive. So, okay. So, at the start of this of your segment on this about fifteen minutes ago or whatever it was, you told me that you were torn between terrible and amazing. So, let's talk about the amazing, amazing. <laughs> of uh, what what's what's so amazing lately. What's going on? <laughs> so, I well, let's talk about professional life. Yay. Okay. You're an um, editor, right? Yes. I released um, two books this year that I'm very proud of. Nice. And I have fibromyalgia. Okay. Oh, I haven't, fuck. Oh, I, I have can't not, wait to talk about this. <laughs> I have not had a nine to five job since 2015. Mm. I recently picked up a part time job Good at a pharmacy. Oh, I yes. only, I'm kidding. <laughs> I only work 14 hours a week, nice. but Gotta start somewhere. my, my yes. mental, my mental health has improved so much. Oh, thank God. In the last two months, because I'm getting up in the morning and I'm going to work. Good for you. Good for you. And I can thank you. I cannot put into words the uh happiness that this has that i didn't really know that i needed oh yeah. sometimes things happen yeah, you to get, you, you get lost and get you lost don't know them. that you need them how incredible yeah. is that feeling because you're just like oh my god it makes sense you know it's just like that relief that million pounds off your shoulders like fibromyalgia yeah. is very a lot in the medical field very much newer mysterious mysterious and very, and very much a newer kind yeah. of thing that was found because you imagine going into a doctor back then when before they knew what it was and trying to explain what the fuck is going on yeah like yeah. It's, it's so frustrating i can only imagine well, they have they have pretty recently like recently could be let's say in the last 20 years or whatever it is uh they have recently realized that it's it's neuropathic it is not Mm -hmm. It's not physical. It is neuropathic. Yes, like it, exactly. It, it, it's phantom pain. It's pain that shouldn't be there. So doctors find it impossible to diagnose because they can't find sources of pains. And usually doctors are very pragmatic people and they need answers for comfort. And yes. it, it, it throws out a lot of questions more than answers. My, I, I've known a couple of people who I won't mention who have had it and suffered greatly. And I mean, uh, 
I, I, just, I just like it's there, your entire body. It almost I mean, kind of like it almost kind of reinforces PTSD because you're constantly being cut down for what you think is yeah. the problem. You're oh. saying what you're saying what is yes. wrong and no one's believing you. So it yes. almost kind of like generates its own little unique form of PTSD. Yes. Which, which and I wanted to talk to you about that. That's that's why I said I was Agreed excited about that. it because that's my philosophy about it. Yeah. Um, when I was first diagnosed with fibromyalgia, um, I had seen a rheumatologist. I had seen a neurologist Mm. and, um, I saw, um, orthopedic surgeons and it was my family practitioner that diagnosed me with fibromyalgia. God, thank God for for that. Yeah, you know what? My my uh my two best friends are are, are family practitioners and they are great. Yeah. It's so good. Like up in Canada especially cuz everything's free. Like mm-hmm. but there's lots of there's lots of shitty doctors. That's the catch, right? But right. When you, when you find like my doctor in town is so good. Little twinky gay dude. I love him. He's great. Twinkie. Yes. He actually I I'm Now listen to this. Listen to this. This is something that I got going on that I want to confess right now on the show. Oh, um, God. I, my, my dad had prostate cancer. So they want to test me. At, okay. Or they, they want to see if I have it at 40 instead of 50. Usually men get it checked at 50. Well, that's mm-hmm. great to check. So I'm 40 next year. So next year, my gay doctor has to shove his fingers up my butt. I was like, I thought it was going to be funny. I felt, <laughs> I felt shitty as hell right now. I was laughing like, what's it going to be? And he's like, my dad died prostate. I'm like, oh, fuck. I was smiling on that part. Um, yeah. But yeah, of course, he turned it. <laughs> that's great, though, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. don't trust uh, doctors these that, days. Um, these are the kind of things that consume my day, Paulina. These are the <laughs> yeah, you know, he was like, Yeah, but that pinky's just really long. I don't know. I've seen it a few times. It's out there. Well, like, hopefully I don't have it because my dad's falling apart. And it, it seems like I don't, because like my dad smoked and drank heavily his whole life till I was born, basically. Well, well, and he has I a bunch stop. of problems, but he all he had a bunch of problems before I was born. Like he had high blood pressure in his early 30s. My blood pressure is low average. Um, I don't have any pain. I have no issues. I have no heart pain or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've smoked for like thir- like 25 years or something stupid like that. And for some <laughs> reason, I'm, I, it's going to catch up to me eventually, but I'm happy that it hasn't caught up to me yet. Like uh, 39, feeling good. I'm feeling good in life. And it sounds <laughs> like with your success, Kendra, with your books and stuff, um, Kendra, how did they you... find out? How did, how can I just question real quick? Because, uh, you know, there might yeah. be a lot of people who, who are very confused at maybe what they're going through that could possibly have it that are being misdiagnosed or not at all. And how eventually did that, did your family physician t- tell yeah. you about this? So after, um, seeing a neurologist, um, <clears throat> that was the last kind of, uh, situation that led my doctor to really, uh, do a full investigation on me because um, of the pain that I was describing. Um, I have herniated discs. I have things, you know, in my spine that would not necessarily, things were inconsistent. Let me put it that way. Things were inconsistent. So my family practitioner did a full battery of tests and blood work. And I even went through physical therapy. So this took like six months 
for me to get diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not even that bad, really, because there are people that go one or two or three or five years. Right. Or, a, I, I was about six months, too. My great grandma yeah. actually ended up having it. And she imagine she was like 80 something, but she drank her entire life. So think about that. You you self-medicate in a way you may not even yeah. know that yeah. you're self-medicating yeah. for. And then what people are going to call you, uh, um, you know, your uh, alcohol. It's because of the alcohol. That's why, you know, and right, it's sad right. because she, they ended up finding out that she did have it like near the very fucking end of her life. Like how awful. Wow. So she's yeah. Yes. Gr- greatly. And it was all just, she just pounded alcohol. More and than that's me. the thing. It, it ruins your outlook on life because there's all this stuff that can't be explained by even professionals can't explain it. I'm glad that it's becoming more mainstream now yeah. because doctors yeah. are becoming more aware of it. I'm sure there's lots of literature out there for doctors to get familiarized with a diagnosing B treating, you know, I'm sure that have yeah. you found in the last four, five years since you've been diagnosed, do you find that uh, the therapy has, uh, has become more beneficial? Oh, definitely. I think that um, it's becoming more accepted as a legit medical illness. Yeah. Um, There are things that fibromyalgia mimics. We're talking about like, okay, fibromyalgia is not an autoimmune disease. It is a disorder of the central nervous system. That's right. That's what I asked you earlier. Yeah. Yes. And it mimics autoimmune diseases such as MS, lupus, rheumatoid arthritis. Okay. Uh, Those are just a few of the things that were you diagnosed. Were you diagnosed with those previous to Um, your diagnosis? No, because my doctor ran all those tests. Okay. And, so, so when, so when did, I guess my question then is you're 40, I'll 38? be 43 in December, 43. So at what age did, uh, did you become symptomatic so much so that you decided to be performing an initial investigation? Um, around 37. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I that's was... another way that it mimics MS. Cause that's usually when MS sits in for women too. Yeah. Um, I supported many women with, uh, with MS in my day. Yeah. Scary stuff. Yeah. And that must've been scary to think that you might've had had MS. It was, it was really scary. It it was a really, uh, odd position to be in when you hear that you have fibromyalgia, you go through a grieving process much like you would if you were diagnosed with MS or another illness but in the back of your mind you're always like thank god it's not ms yeah do you know what i'm saying because you're gonna be able to walk right um oh yeah that's terrifying yeah really think about i mean like to be uh, put in that position where you're like this might be the cards i'm thankful i have this disease and not that one Yes. And what point yes. does this all kind of kick in or, or when are things like this, like you should be aware of, or like, did you always have pain somewhat? That is there, was yeah. Is there like the starting point at some point? Yeah. Um, I have, uh, since I started, uh, working, you know, as an adult and taking, you know, having employment, 
Um, I was very susceptible to neck and shoulder injuries. Hmm. And I was susceptible to low back pain. Um, and genuinely, is that when you found out? Is that when you found out about the herniated discs? Yes. Because the lower back. Okay. Yes. Um, I was also diagnosed with osteoarthritis, and I had it so bad in my right hip that I, at 38 years old, had a total right hip replacement. Holy shit. How uh, old were you? 38. 38. Holy fuck. You, so I'm biotic, bitches. I've got... One, one hip? Just one hip? Yes. My left hip will follow. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I got, I I got, I got steel in me, but I don't have fake bone. I got I got steel in my jaw, in my leg, in my ankle. I need hip um, replacements, both of them. I just don't even like thinking yeah. about it. My, but mine's uh, from, I, mine's I have, from soccer, what? though. It's Isn't that crazy? Yeah, my hip, soccer. Soccer my hip, uh, the, Yeah, the, they, I can pop them out, both of them. If I stand, I've I can broken, pop them both out. I'm oh, my in, it's, God. It's incredible. I, it's I, Paulina, Paulina, it's so fucked up that you can do a life of fucking playing soccer and still live. I, I don't know how these guys do it. They literally run for a living. I, that's crazy. No, it's got to yeah. be so hard on the legs. It's got to oh, be so hard body. on the Oh, your whole body. Eventually, I couldn't run even. Um, I couldn't really. I used to do like 10 miles every morning just on my own. Like I'd wake that's up hard. like at 4.30, go out, run, come back home. And then... At some point, I couldn't run at all because every single time I'd heal from shin splints, I'd get them right immediately the second I'd start running. I just right. couldn't. I couldn't. I used run to get anymore. those too. I used to get shin splints. You too. just they have shin splints all the fucking. They went away. I mean, they went away. Yeah, mine did not. They they go away for maybe a little bit. I'd run on them anyways, and it'd just be there. It's just like I had to stop. It was weird. It's I, I, you know, but, I I really feel for people who suffer for so long because, like my my situation being hurt in a car accident. Like I suffered greatly for about 10 years mm-hmm. and now that, now that I'm all healed and I like, I have zero body pain. My, 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 my medical illnesses are under control. Um, I want to talk about uh, something, I, something that I wanted to talk about earlier and, and then I forgot about it and I just remembered it. So I want to get it out before I forget about it. But um, medication, like for, for example, I was my initial diagnosis five years ago was a major depressive disorder with mixed features, mm-hmm. um, bo- uh, antisocial personality disorder, PTSD, from all, all resulting from a brain injury. And that's kind of where it sat. Like schizophrenia got added by my GP as well, a couple, like a couple, about a year ago. So, and then the, the, but the medication from the start was bang on because it's weird. The, the psychiatrist that I saw didn't diagnose me with schizophrenia, but gave me schizophrenia medication. So my doctor here in Port Alice was just kind of like, well, this works for schizophrenia and you're complaining about hallucinations. Obviously you have schizophrenia, but it's not paranoid schizophrenia because you're not a paranoid person. It's unspecified. There's kind of, there's kind of a little bits of every type of schizophrenia in me, but not nothing to diagnose it fully. Right. So, mm-hmm. it, so that, that's why they have the unspecified and the medication really works. So I wanted to ask you like, is, is there, is there medication available that is a, once again, a neuropathic medication or is there, is it just pain relief and you got to deal with the, and you just got to fucking deal with it? Um, that's a good question. Um, I've been put on, um, several medications, uh, over the last, what, 15, 
six years or whatever. Um, I'm allergic to many of the medications. Oh, um, so how'd that go down? How'd you learn that? Um, allergic trial reaction and error. Bad. Yeah. Um, for how, example, how bad were they? Um, <laughs> my doctor prescribed me gabapentin. Oh, oh God, uh, that is that is what they that is what they, the the chemical replacement for old school baby boom doctors over weed. Ignacio, neuron, Ignacio, neuron that's funny you say that because in Ignacio, fucking last week he sent me a link in my email. It was about some doctor uh, saying exactly what I'm saying is that gabapentin is overly used where marijuana should be used because marijuana does a better job. So you uh, do you oh. have medical marijuana too? I have real license. Is is it legal? You're in where are you again? I mean, you're in New, New Jersey. I'm in Michigan and it's Michigan. legal. So okay. yeah. So, yeah. Okay. And I have a pretty uh steady and reliable supplier. Yeah. Uh, I still get mine underground. I still get it in the medicinal black is, is phenomenal. People don't just we're just so used to just taking it down. Like people don't realize the medicinal purposes for it can help. I'm all about the I'm all about the 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 uh, concentrate cartridges. These things. These things are deadly. Just deadly. Just deadly. <laughs> oh, okay, wait. I want to know. So I'm curious, what was in uh, Neurontin that 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 maybe affected you oddly? Or so after two doses, I took two doses, and I woke up one morning, and my face was so swollen, and my eyes were swollen shut. I looked like Rocky. Oh my end. god! And that's and when you. And I called my doctor and I said, this is what's happening. And they said, stop taking it immediately and come in here because they were worried about um, anaphylaxis. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Do you have an EpiPen now because of that? No, I don't. Um, they, um, the, the doctors and hospitals here are very careful about so whenever I go to the hospital, I have to wear a band for every medication that I am allergic right, to. Right, right. So there was other ones that you trialed that you're also allergic to. Yes. Um, they what, about the gab what about the gabapentin? Were you allergic to that? Yeah, the gabapentin is what made my face swell up. Like, Oh, that was the gabapentin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm allergic to uh, trazodone. Tramadol. That, that's uh trazodone's an antipsychotic, isn't it? Or antidepressant? Yes. Okay. So but but so so they they've they've medicated the pain and the and the depression, but ha is there a drug available that directly works with the, the with the neurology of fibromyalgia? That's still being searched or what? Um, not for me. There are some people that take things like Lyrica. Okay. Um, and you know, it's a very individual um, you know, it depends on like the severity of the, of the illness and how right. well a person can handle the medications. Like I cannot take Lyrica because I had a reaction to Lyrica. Huh. So, um, other people I know that take it, they're fine and they can't live without it. Wow. You're, I'm, I'm so lucky cause I demoed so many antipsychotics in my day and i never had a bad reaction to any of them it's just like they worked or they didn't nine times yeah. out of ten, they didn't then i found one that worked uh paulina just got uh got kicked out of the broadcast her phone overheated 
and uh, and shut off. So she's she's back online now. She'll be here soon. Okay. But, okay. So have have you done? Do you know? Okay. So this Lyrica. Do you know anything about the actual neurological process that it does? Like, does it inhibit something? Does it? You don't know any. You don't know about that. I don't. I don't know. Um, I know that people with diabetes also take Lyrica. Okay. Um, it has something to do with uh, their feet. Oh, circulation. Uh huh. Okay, yeah. so 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 let's say your 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 back sore, your legs are sore. You get more blood to those joints; they're probably going to feel better. So maybe it's like a maybe it's like a blood thinner or something. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Um, I am currently. Uh, my doctor feels like he has exhausted anything safe for me, so I am currently only taking two medications now. And do they work for your symptoms? Um, I am on Cymbalta that oh, I, I took cannot, Cymbalta. I can't live without it. If I, if I it didn't don't do anything my, for me, it didn't. No, nothing. Wow. That's incredible. Didn't See, e didn't even react to it in any way. Wow. Yeah. They gave me that, uh, for depression, I believe. Yeah. See, but my, see, I'm not really, I don't have like typical depression though. Like I don't have malice. My my depression isn't really hyper emotional. It's hype. It's it's absent emotional, where I don't have any emotions or any drive or any will to do anything. I'm not sad. I'm not mad. I'm not frustrated. Right. I'm just I'm just got nothing in the tank, and I can't even manage in life because I'll just lay in my bed for twelve hours and just not even think. Just sit there and do nothing. That's right. what my depression. That's what my depression looks like. So Cymbalta, so Cymbalta didn't really do it for me. I'm not sure why it didn't do it for me. But now I take um, uh, Wellbutrin for depression. You ever heard of that? Okay. Yes. Um, I've known a few people that have taken Wellbutrin um, to quit smoking. Even. Yeah, I've heard about that too. Yeah, that didn't do it for me. I still smoke like a chimney, and I take yeah. I take three hundred I take three hundred milligrams every day too, every morning. It's good. It, uh, it, it, it's, it's really good at motivation. Like it really gives you some, like that with my coffee in the morning, like gets me hop to scotch. I'm just like ready to go. You know, I, I can actually get through the day, which is fucking phenomenal. And I'm glad I have this regimen. It's funny how, how dependent you become on drugs. It's like, I'm a drug addict. You oh, know? definitely. I, I, definitely. I, I depend on these drugs to be, have any kind of quality of life. Like oh, I'm totally, yeah. I'm totally a drug addict. Yeah. Yeah, so, me too. I'm on Abilify for my major depression. I took Abilify too. If I don't and Cymbalta. Have, yeah, I'm on both of those right now. If I don't have my Abilify, um, thank God. If there is a God, <laughs> thank whoever. <laughs> yeah. That I've never been without it. Um, other than my own choice, like I had right. this thing in my head, like, well maybe I don't need it anymore. I feel pretty good. Right. And I went off of it. I stopped taking it and didn't refill my refills. And that's when I realized how scary my ideations really are. Right. Like suicidal, you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Um, if I don't have my Abilify, I am a completely different person. And I am one that suffers greatly mm -hmm. from ideations. 
or planning, right. you know, like, or even, and I have Obsessive. OCD. I have OCD yeah. too. So I have intrusive thoughts. Yeah, me too. My, mine aren't really um, suicidal. They're just disgusting, brutal and gory and these weird, like, for example, I had, I had pneumonia once and this is when I really started noticing that something wasn't right. I had pneumonia. I had a really high fever, but my hallucinations, I, I was delirious and I went to the hospital delirious and falling over. couldn't stand up. My fever was like 106, 107. Like my blood was fucking like boiling for Christ's sakes. My, this is as high as fevers get without death, right? My, my fever was that high. I was almost dying. I was totally infected. I had pneumonia in my whole, I, I was just septic. I was disgustingly, I was just disgusting. And my hallucinations behind, it was a male nurse behind me. I could see him fine and hear him fine, but everything behind him was like a horror scene, like bodies getting ripped apart and like people getting decapitated and ripped. It was just, and that's when I realized I'm like, this can't be like, after I, I they gave me the medication, I, I was in the hospital for a couple of days and they, they medicated me and it worked really well. And I felt better the next day. But, um, I, I sat and thought, I'm like, the, that couldn't have just been pneumonia, you know? And I, I've never had a physical hallucination, but I feel like if something, if I get sick or if I, if I feel like I'm capable of having visual hallucinations, I don't, I have audiological hallucinations. I hear doors closing, cars starting, windows opening, um, you know, no voices, voices don't talk to me. Like I hear this weird grinding noise. Like it sounds like, um, like metal sprockets grinding together. It's like, and it sounds like oscillating metal grinding. It's weird. So, so, and I lived with that for so long. And what I did find about Abilify, that this is why, this is what set me down this tangent, is Abilify really helped with that. Really did. Abilify was great. And my, and my, actually, my mother-in-law takes that too. So, what, what is the, what is the function of Abilify? I was on so much shit back in the day. I, I forget what it was for. Um. Well, it's an antipsychotic. It treats. It is uh, an antipsychotic. Yes, it treats uh, schizophrenia, um, major depression. Um, those are the two two major things that okay. they, yeah. Okay. So, so my my general practitioner was on the right path, right mm -hmm. right, right from the get go with 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 putting me on those drugs. So let let's uh you know, I appreciate having you here because I talk about mental health stuff a lot, and I feel like a lot of my like there's a lot of people that maybe don't listen to this podcast, but there's a lot of people that watch my other videos, like my music videos. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they really understand that I have that going on. So it feels good to just be able to like freely talk with it and have someone get it. And like, we've been on like probably a lot of the same medications. Like, um, yeah, you know, we, we have similar issues going on, but you got the fibromyalgia, but let's, let's leave, let's leave the negative in the, in the tough times right there. And let's talk about, let's spend the last 20 minutes of this podcast talking about your successes and your books. Now you've written a novel, is that correct? Yeah, I wrote a novella. Yeah. How, how like how, how many words approximately, like 10,000 kind of thing or? Okay. A novella is typically, um, if, if you've reached 50,000 words, you have a novel. Okay. So less than 50,000 words is typically a novella. Okay. Yeah. So what, what would you call, 
what would you call my my 800 page poetry books what would that be called is there a name for it i don't really know the names of stuff you know in terms of poetry there collection, really isn't collection collection yeah maybe? a collection yeah. yeah yeah so so what is your uh what is this novella about um hey, Bo, you, you didn't tell me you didn't tell me how many words it is yet um it's like Forty-four thousand words. Okay, so you're basically a novel. This is a hundred and eighty-page book. Yes. Yeah. About that. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. uh, this book is called "The Killing Holiday." I'll show it to you. I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen yeah. this all over your Instagram. I should. The buy Killing one. Holiday is basically about. It's fiction, but. I kind of borrowed from my real life experiences. Okay. Yeah. That, you know what? That's, I love that you just said that because my idea at some point in my life, I want to write an autobiography. I really, I really do, but I don't want it to be a regular story. I want to, I want to, have you ever seen the movie big fish? Yes. I love that. And this I read is, the book. This is what, this is what inspired this book is that I want to tell stories of my life but throw some amazement in there and just, and where you never know if, cause there's so much shit Kendra that's happened to me in my, in my short 39 years. It's just like, fuck, I got to tell these stories. Like some people that I've met, like, uh, you know, like, uh, celebrities that I've met and done stuff with, we could talk about that. Uh, you know, just being in the music world for as long as I was, you, you come across some very interesting people, Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's wicked. I love having you on. So let, let's hear about your book. What's it about? So it's about, essentially, it is about human, um, the human psyche, uh, relationships. Like consciousness, um, you mean? Like your, like the conscience? Like, maybe more like psychological. Okay. Like, what do you interpret as reality? Okay. Okay, like in terms of relationships, a person's perception of their relationship may be very different right. from the other participating individual. <laughs> Do you want to know, you, you, you reminded me, <clears throat> I love talking to you because you remind me of profound things that have happened to me. One thing that really stuck out that a psychiatrist once said to me, he said, Your prop, this is after all, he's diagnosed me, everything's done, it's our last meeting. He said, always remember your problems are with your perception. And I'm like, fuck. When he first said it, I just kind of brushed it off and didn't think about it. But over the years, I'm like, fuck, that's bang on. The, yeah. my, my problems aren't other people. It's the way I view other people. And that's why I developed this kind of kind of chi about, like, for, for example, opposing political ideologies. I get along with a whole bunch of people because I've learned that you can't like everything about everybody. Yeah, you know, and and, and, I, and I get along with conservatives and liberals and green parties, and up here there's NDPs and and uh, and uh, libertarians, and there's all these people that, that are in Canada that differ with, and think the, the different way about things, and and I really feel like um like I can get along with anybody if you just talk about the right shit. So that's oh, why absolutely, I, that, and that's what I that's why that's why I'm happy to have you on because it's like we're pretty we are pretty picky with who we yeah. have on here, right? Like, obviously we have lots of people that want to be on it. So we have to be kind of picky. And like, I knew that you would be able to give a really honest conversation, which I really appreciate. Oh, and, and, thank you. and it all started, like, I'm a big fan of the, of the shit show. I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. 
whenever you guys are live, I always tune in whenever I'm out for a smoke or just sitting down. It's usually during the day out here on the West Coast. So it's usually I'm usually pretty busy. So I can't sit and watch for the whole thing. But then there was that situation uh, where I was, the last time I was watching the Poetry Shit Show, um, someone reported me and got my and got my account temporarily disabled and the podcast Instagram page also got reported and got deleted immediately it just logged me out and i couldn't sign in the poetry the podcast not none of my poetry was on the page and i have no idea why that happens but i i'm gonna live vicariously through you because i don't feel comfortable posting my poetry on the internet anymore to be honest there's there's too many bullies out there that just don't get what i'm trying to say i really feel um disappointed in people for one mm -hmm. And anger. I feel anger. Um, maybe anger isn't something I should feel, but I do. Because mm -hmm. I feel like the writing community is full of fake people. Yes, it is. It is. And it is. for someone like myself, or someone like you. Who's unconditionally real. We're just trying. Exactly. And we're just trying to. Um, produce. Work. That speaks our truths. Mm -hmm. And maybe. In our work. In our words. We're going to reach someone who says. Wow. That really hits me. Yeah, and I that's the dream, right? Like that's the writer's dream. But I feel to juxtapose that entire situation, there is this group of people that are very offended. Yeah. By by the way I write. And and even if it's not an offensive topic, just they're offended by by the words that I string together. And I don't know why. I don't know why. It's just words. Like I don't I don't understand. Like it's not, I'm not even, it won't, like I, I do all topics. I, I'll write a poem about a beetle taking a shit on a beaver's tail. Like whatever comes to mind, right? I'll write about whatever comes to mind. And sometimes it's really out there and sometimes it's dark and sometimes it's negative and sometimes it's scary. And that's just part of the process. And I feel like people on there in this community or whatever the fuck that I've kind of politely exited, just kept my closest buddies and the people that I like to read you know, it, it's uh, it's too toxic for me to evolve in. I, I honestly feel like creativity, my, my creativity is suppressed by being active in the writing community because it the people expect a certain thing and they expect a certain comment and they expect a certain mm -hmm. review and they expect all these things. And I don't like being expectable. I like being kind of random and deep and like jarring people to get yeah. them to think more deeply. And, and, and people aren't, people aren't into thinking deep. It disgusts me because 90% of the people that are in that community are not even into thinking deep. It's vain. They have this, there's this vanity that exists and I don't get it. I hate it. I hate and it. And I feel like that is something that you and I gel on very hardcore. Yeah. Um, our views of, you know, what people deem or even deign to recognize, you know, yeah. like everybody acts so fucking precious. Yeah. About like, 
they act precious and everybody not everybody i'm not gonna the, the majority the, the majority a hey, lot yeah. of people are um basic consumers yeah and junkies they, they don't want to be brought to a place that requires them to put any thought and I can, you know, and, and in the same way, I'll turn it around and play the devil's advocate. A lot of people need that escape. Like I did when I was sick and I feel like I'm not sick anymore. And sometimes I feel when I'm, when I'm active and engaging in the poetry community, it's been a while since I have been, but when I was, I felt like, um, like I was healed and I was dealing with a bunch of sick people, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not good for me. All these people, I read their stuff. I'm like, you're sick. Like you got depression. I, I don't, I shouldn't be reading your shit because it's making me depressed. Right. You know, I, cause I, I bleed it. Like I, I read it. And now that I've got regained some of my emotion, now that my medication has been in me for a few years and everything's good. Like my, my antisocial, like the, the emotionlessness, the psychopathy is really leaving me. I'm starting to feel again. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I just feel like, um, I don't know. I'm just kind of going on a going on a random rant. I don't really know where I'm going with it, but I'm just saying, like the the poetry community, it just seems like it's unhealthy for me because so many people in it are unhealthy, and it, that's something mm-hmm. we got to keep in mind to play devil's advocate when we're kind of bashing people. Is some people might be writing poetry so they can form a fictional character online that doesn't suffer what they suffer. You know, like some people might be intentionally fake. And I read it as being a piece of shit. And maybe I, you know, and it leads me back to thinking, it's like my problems are my perception. How I view these people is my problem. And if I have problems how the way I view people, then I need to get away from those people because it's not being good for me. And Letters told me last week, she's came up a couple of times tonight. She told me, I said, I, when I'm trying to get along with different people of different thought patterns and different, different realities, I try and, um, Look at the best things, the, the things that I enjoy about them and, and disregard what I don't appreciate about them and just kind of focus on what's good. That That's the secret to getting along with anybody. You don't have to fucking love every single person you meet. Just be respectful and get along. You know, there's tons of people that are different and and, and, and I, don't, I don't like to take sides, but um, I just I just find that. Um, Fuck, I lost my train of thought, Kendra. You get me you get me on these deep analytical. I get deep you. I get what you're saying. I do understand what you're saying, but to counter that, I just want to say that people who get butt hurt very easily, people who are very easily offended, yeah, those are the people that are reporting. Yes. And there is something that's going on with them I, and because think... they feel uncomfortable Mm-hmm. They feel I, like they have the right to what remove try and you, take, take take you down, cancel you, cancel. Yeah, you. it's canceling, and um, yeah, I I think it's unfortunately I think it's more nefarious than that. Um, this might be the schizophrenia symptoms coming up, but I feel that there is on like I've been I've been in the poetry game for for six years, going on seven years, and I've been doing Instagram poetry, and I believe I have gathered a followship of very very strong haters who have organized themselves and know exactly what to do 
to get me taken down. And now I'm flagged for borderline content on Instagram. And I, and I never, I, my reach is, my reach used to be huge. Now it's nothing. Right. So I'm just like, fuck it. They don't want me on their platform. So, you know, but then cannabis, then my idol, <laughs> then one of my rapping idols followed me on Instagram. I'm like, well, I can't fucking stop this account. That's the conscience account. Now it's just promoting my YouTube, promoting hip hop. That's all I can do because that's what I'm accepted for. The poetry, unfortunately, I am not accepted for in the community. And that's fine because I don't like being accepted, to be honest. I like being a little fucking piece of shit that bugs people. It's good because I get under people's skin and that's what people need sometimes to fucking learn their shit, you know, and, and, and for every 10 people that I piss off, if one learns something, then fuck, I guess that's worth it, you know? Right. I get that. I just think that it's complete bullshit that if, okay, if I'm writing something and I'm expressing myself, but I don't like the next person for doing the same thing, and I try to put a kibosh on that, mm-hmm. then I'm not really standing for creative expression and freedom of expression. Yeah, that that that's what I'm... I'm more into the creative... Like, I don't really... Very rarely do I write something that I'm emotionally connected to very rarely. Like usually my writing is directed at comedy. Yeah. Right. I like making people laugh and making and shock value. I appreciate that more so. So I think that there is these very, very serious poetry connoisseurs that know all the rules and what the fuck is everyone else does. And they, they look at me and they're like, this guy's fucking ruining poetry. You know, that I think that's what my problem is, is that there is a big group of people that feel that my approach to poetry is ruining it and, and, and like somehow sacrificing the integrity of what it is historically. And I think there's some there's some poetry Nazis out there that are uh, that are against what I do. And they, they've bonded somehow. They found each other. You know, I had a poetry account seven years ago, six years ago that had 12,000 people. I had a big fucking crew. It was great. And same thing happened. Deleted. Instantly. No warning. Account deleted. I wait I wait a month until conscience can be used again. Open up another one, start a new account, try and find all my old friends that I used to t- that I used to read and talk to and start posting my poetry. Do do a year. Again, deleted. Uh, just won't let me sign in. Account gone. Disappeared. Wait a month till conscience can be used again. Sign up do the exact same thing, add everybody, delete it. So I'm just like, fuck it. Obviously, and I don't even, I don't even have any, any anger towards anybody. Cause it's like, it, it almost, it almost makes me feel like they just don't get it, but that's okay. Like they can't, I can't expect everybody to understand me. And in fact, if everybody appreciated and understood me, I don't think I'd even be comfortable in life. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I get a lot of, a lot of gratitude out of changing someone's opinion. You know, mm-hmm. I like when people are pissed off at me. So maybe I can talk to them and, and maybe learn something from them that I didn't know as I'm trying to teach them that I assume they don't know. Right. Right. And, and it's, it's like this interchange. So I'm, I'm start, as I've grown older and I'm starting to maybe grow wiser, I guess, I'm realizing that bad relationships are worth it. 
because yeah. what you learn what you learn from bad relationships is fantastic life experience, good for writing, good for learning, good for consciousness expanding, and the way that you can interpret things and your perception, your perception is your problem, expands and becomes more um, accommodating and welcoming and not as explosive and you're not you're not as thrown off by certain topics. You need to expand and 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 I think that um I can do that on YouTube. You know, like having a show oh, like yeah. this, having a show like this helps, helps me expand, you know, and, and learn from people. And you, uh, you teach me a lot about what it means to be real and keep on doing what you're doing. Like you and you and Rianne are, are like my, my two favorite personalities on Instagram. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. Cause you guys, you guys do it legitimately real, no bullshit. I love all the developments in social life and, and identity and all the all the advancements that have happened with both of you i enjoy watching it so much um thank i think we'll end it there uh we're at the two hour mark and that's kind of what we do so uh thank you so much for coming on and uh we'll have you on again soon in the new year we'll do it again soon oh yes thank you so much i i love you and appreciate you and paulina you two are uh you you both make my heart smile and i'm happy to know that you two are floating around in this universe so thank, thank you. you she she says thank you she's watching in the chat uh she she's on, on turkey dinner it's thanksgiving so she's she's out in the red lands where the service is real bad and it's hot as fuck because it's california <laughs> so she she appreciate you she's been texting me she's listening uh thank you very much and we will see you on the internet thank you much love much love cheers kendra right on that was kendra m austin what a great show hope i'm gonna clip this up like a motherfucker tomorrow uh thank you all for being here it's been a great show we will catch you on 